Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now. This is the land between the mountains and the sea, between the snow-capped crater of Mount Hood and the Pacific. It's tall timber country, and this is the city. There are no actors in this story, but there are a lot of people. The people of the city of Portland, Oregon, and what happened to them, or could happen to them. program an expedition into an ex this is the Rick Emerson an expedition into all right now hold on hold on something doesn't sound right here all right that sounds infinitely better infinitely better Ladies and, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, boys and girls. children of all children ages, of all friends, ages, Romans, friends, Romans, neighbors, and, and, countrymen. and countrymen, lend me your ears. Me your ears. This, this is the Rick Emerson Radio Program.
Wendy. Why, hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, friends, Romans, neighbors, and countrymen. Lend me your ears, won't you please? It is 10 minutes and 15 seconds after the hour of 5. 5, ladies and gentlemen. Is that 5 a.m.? That is 5 a.m. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. After the hour of 5 in this, the month of March, in the year of our Lord, 2009, thank you for coming along. This, mi compadres, my fellow travelers on the road of whimsy, seekers of amusements and diversions of all varieties, this is the Rick Emerson radio program, an excursion into a thing. Another, uh, another superlative that's escaped me at the moment. Thank you for coming by. It is the Rick Emerson radio program on Rock 101, KUFO. It is Thursday morning, which is an odd day to launch a radio show. It is 5 a.m., which is really unbelievably early for somebody who hasn't really had to get up at a responsible or reasonable or even remotely mature hour in quite some time. And by someone, I mean me, Rick Emerson. So thank you for coming along. Before we do anything else, I want to say that, wow, it's early. And I also want to say as an adjunct to that that it's really unbelievably early. And And freezing. (laughs) And freezing. It's very dark out, too. And it's it's spooky, and it's terrifying, and it's also unnerving. But fortunately for you, uh, we are here to see you through this dark time, both literally and figuratively. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Rick Emerson Radio Program on Rock 101 KUFO here in Portland, Oregon, the finest city on God's green earth. Uh, Before we do anything uh, else here, I just want to uh, give out the uh, phone numbers, the email, and all of that. And then we'll begin the formatics of this, the first hour of the first day of the Rick Emerson radio show's move to Rock 101 KUFO. Uh, Our phone number is 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. If you would like to join us today with your comments, questions, clarifications, observations, ruminations, ponderings, musings of an ironic nature, your two cents, whatever it is that might be rolling around in the base of your brain that you feel your fellow Portlanders need to hear. It is 503-733-2970. You can also email if you like and engage with us electronically in a binary fashion in a series of ones and zeros, magically making their way across the intertron into my eyes. Uh, it is rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah with an H at KUFO.com. Tim at KUFO.com. Or Richie with a T at KUFO.com. You may ask yourself, who are these people? You may ask yourself, what are these voices? You may ask yourself, why did the Howells need all that luggage if it was only a three-hour tour? All of these questions will be answered. They will be addressed. All fears tranquilized. All concerns neutralized. And all boredom amused and vaporized. Here's what's going to be coming up. We are, I think we're, what, 15 minutes or something? Uh, 15 minutes after the hour. It's 15 minutes on the right side of 5 o'clock. It's 45 minutes before 6. It is 5.15, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you do that way too well. And this is the first day of this radio program on Rock 101 KUFO. It's not the first day of the radio program. It's not the first day that a lot of you are hearing us. It is the first day that a lot of you are hearing us uh, on on FM, and it's the first day that a lot of you have have heard us in mornings, and we will take a moment here, and we're going to sort of bounce around a little bit here in the opening segment. We're going to introduce ourselves. We're going to talk about what's going to be coming up in the show. We're going to be talking about what the show is, what the show isn't, and 
as that unfolds, we are going to be uh, taking you from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. today, tomorrow, and for all the remaining days of your existence in this fine city. So before we do anything else, we're just going to go around the room here. And today is going to be, I think, probably a little bit different than the following days of this show because we're going to be introducing ourselves to... A lot of you, uh, a lot of you are going to be hearing us for the first time. A lot of you are going to be hearing us after listening to us on another station here in Portland because we've been hired and fired by all of them. So I will say that this program has been in Portland in one form or another since 1998. We've been here for a little over a decade. And in that time, we've done uh, all, all different fashions, manners of shows. We've done all different kinds of broadcasts. We've been on at several different times a day. We've been on stations one frequency to another, up and down uh, the dial, as Andy Travis once said. And we are happy to be here at Rock 101 KUFO. We've been working for CBS Radio Portland for uh, a little over three years now. And most recently on AM 970, The Talker. And we did a midday show there for quite some time. And i got to say that we are really just beyond excited to take... Everything that we've been doing in Portland, everything we've done at AM 970 for the past three years, everything that we have built up, everything that we have created, and to take everybody who has found our program, everybody who has connected with us in any way, and to go someplace different, and to come to Rock 101 KUFO, and to be doing this program here in mornings. Because the reality is, there's just not a lot out there that is live, that is local, that is compelling, that is relatable, and all those things that can get boiled down to so many buzzwords, that can get boiled down to marketing terms, that are used so frequently and in such varied contexts, that in the end, they can mean almost nothing. And so, what they mean to us is that we're here in Portland, we're talking to you, in Portland or on the internet, wherever it is you might be. And as today goes on, you're going to learn more about what to expect from us, what to expect from this show. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce uh, the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon, who, as she always does, stands behind the board this morning, making sure that things are on time, making sure that things play when they're supposed to play, and making sure that we have a traffic bed for the traffic report that will be coming up later on today. Oh, and by the way... Not only a traffic bed, the hippest traffic bed you'll ever hear. I'd like to point out, by the way, uh, that about 17 minutes ago, before this radio broadcast began, it was in fact pointed out that there was no traffic bed. I mean, it existed sort of in theory, but not in, what do you call it, actuality. I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere. It's on a thumb drive in some guy's sock at home. It wasn't really here in the computer where anybody could actually use it. So I swear to God, we are going to be using, yes, Jimi Hendrix's crosstown traffic as the bed for our traffic report coming up later on this hour. Because that's the kind of groundbreaking radio that you can expect from the Rick Emerson Show. That's this kind of mold-breaking and shattering entertainment uh, that we are going to be bringing you every hour, every morning, right here. So, Sarah X. Dillon, hello. hello. How are you? Oh, my God. It is so early. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I'm doing better than expected. Like, that first hour was a struggle, like, between three and four. But then as soon as, you know, the nothing is, is going right up. this morning. <laughs> the key is to just embrace the fact that you're going to want to die for the majority of, I would say, this month. You know, I've already drank, like, half a carafe of coffee. I'm feeling a lot better Good already. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to work out well later on. I know it will. All right. Yeah, and, and going on about, like, I think all of us, about, like, three hours of sleep, and I think that was just sporadically because I was too excited about today. Yeah, I just, I was uh, sitting there in bed last night. We've been doing uh, a midday show. We've been on from 
essentially from from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, for the last three years and for most of most of the last 15 years I've been doing that shift. And so I went to bed last night, and you're sort of zen with the fact when you switch from one schedule to another that you're not going to get any sleep at all. But being zen with that fact doesn't really it doesn't make any difference when the alarm goes off in the morning and you're looking over at the button you're going, ah, oh, I just wish there was a gun right there for the love of... Maybe I could rig up some sort of a noose out of the bed sheets. Ah, I guess I'll go to work. When I was leaving this morning, I live in you know the Hawthorne area, and I saw drunken people my age still like walking home from the bar oh, and no. stuff. And I'm like, oh my god! You know, and I'm I, like all I, dressed and showered and ready for work. You know, first of all, uh, you know I was dressed but not showered, so let's dispense with any sort of illusions. Oh yeah, I showered gonna, yesterday. Not I'm all kinds of fragrant, and we're just gonna have to be okay with that right now because we're in a small windowless room that doesn't really get any circulation. So I can tell you, I uh, I smell, I smell. Oh, don't see that. I'm I smell really bad. With you. Yes, you are, Sarah Dillon. And that's what makes it uh, that's what makes it tolerable. It's a shared and communal experience. I'm also going to say that as I was coming across the Ross Island Bridge, and I was speeding like a bastard, by the way. So I just want to announce to any law enforcement personnel that may have seen me whipping by this morning, that wasn't an illusion. I was actually, I was just going at a, just an unbelievable disregard for life and limb all around me. Because the, the roads were absolutely clear and open. And then you get this sort of thought in your head. You realize that every single person you are passing on the Ross Island Bridge at 3.30 is coming home from a bar. And, you know, and it's like they've been drinking at the bar until closing time. And then there's a half an hour the bartender kicked them out. And then there's 10 minutes of them finding their keys. Then there's 15 minutes of them trying to figure out how to beat that little tube thing that they hook up to the ignition. And then there's another 35 minutes of trying to get their way out of the parking lot. Just in time for them to be crossing the bridge as I am heading the opposite direction. So every morning is going to be an adventure of will he or will he not make it to work without being engaged in some sort of head-on collision. Or so be accosted by a crazy homeless person in the back parking lot. Exactly. So, looking for a bottle of some kind in which to... To urinate in. See, and I was going to be much more subtle about oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. I was supposed to be classy. There's no need to work blue, Sarah Dillon. You're okay. never going to get morning drive by working blue. Work blue when I've actually seen somebody doing that in the front part, back parking lot. That isn't working blue. That's the truth. Uh, we are joined today, of course, by Tim Riley, news director extraordinaire, who is working on the following stories for your edification on this Thursday. I drove in from the suburbs, and they're actually people dra- driving back from Portland... At like 2 o'clock in the morning, yeah. from where? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. To where? Well, I would say that the answer is to burgle your home while you're not there, Tim. That's the only reason anybody from my neighborhood ever goes to your neighborhood anyway. I mean, really, is to either to seek some sort of hourly employment picking up your leaves or to come in and uh, raid your consumer goods while you're here. Well, as long as it's clean, I suppose. Yes. Here are the top stories. Swindler Bernie Madoff has just arrived in court in New York. He is uh, scheduled to be sentenced at some point this morning. Could be with the next couple hours. He swindled more than $64 billion out of his customers. Locally, a deal to bring Major League Soccer to Portland gets a thumbs up from the city council. Hooray, Tim. It's only going to cost $88 million. Not a problem with that. Tim, don't be a hater. $88 million. It's grown men kicking a ball. Get on the team. We still have to find $15 million, though. No, 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 Tim. Think of all that revenue it's going to bring us. So there's $88 plus $15 million. You know what would really help is if, is if they learned to uh, if they learned to Twitter while they were playing soccer. Because then they can monetize their Twitter stream. I'm getting you into a game this year so you can see the joy of, of soccer? soccer. You know what? Here's the thing. But if we really, you know, really, if you want to be consistent about it, why don't you take me to a soccer game and why don't you tell Tim he has to pay for it, whether or not he wants to go to the game? Oh, oh don't be angry. My, my, I've been paying for other people's mm-hmm. things for it. You know, ever since I've been a taxpayer. My, my favorite story from that stadium, I, I, I guess they play baseball there, too. And they used to have something called... Frosty Fridays or something when beer was cheap. 
and the same day they gave everyone free tennis balls and people were throwing them at the players during the game. No, it's always that way in New York too, where they'll give you it'll be like cheap beer day, and that's always the day that they give you those miniature bats that are really only good, uh, you, you, you know, for some sort of a, some sort of an ad hoc mugging after the fact. All right. Um, so here's what we're gonna take a uh, we're gonna take a small break here. We're gonna come back and. Good God Almighty, it's already 22 minutes after it's the hour. 5.23. No, Tim, it's 23 on the right side of 5 o'clock and 37 minutes before 6. All right. You've got to get in the groove if you're going to do morning successfully. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. On the other side, we're going to talk to our good friend Jim Roop. And some of you know his voice. Some of you know his name. He's some of you early. don't. Um, is it Jim Roop or is it Steve Kastenbaum? I don't know. I guess it's going to be a game. I'm almost positive that it's Jim Roop because yeah, it says Jim Roop at 5.20 right here. I scheduled right here. Jim, but then when I heard back from CNN, he said... Steve, so. What we're doing right here, ladies and gentlemen, is pulling we are exposing the, <laughs> the process and we are pulling back the curtain so you can hear how a real live morning drive radio program comes together. Um, on the other side, we're going to talk to CNN Radio. We're going to talk Octomom. We will talk about Chris Brown. Uh, and we will talk about Bernie Madoff as well. Plus, you will find out what is the first song the Rick Emerson Show will play in their new morning drive slot. That'll all be answered next. Stay there. The Rick Emerson Show continues next on Rock 101. UFO. The Rick Emerson Show continues next on Rock 101. KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101. KUFO. Station's really loud. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, in the best possible way. Rock. I just—it's also very loud. Like I feel my cilia snapping off, like so many redwoods in a breeze. All right, five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. I'm giving out the number, but don't call because if you call now, the lines are busy, and then it's going to be frustrating. You think I'm a jackass who's not paying attention? I mean, and I am. I'm paying absolute attention. There's just really no way you could get through because we're so unbelievably popular right out of the gate. You couldn't get through with a chainsaw. Okay. It's 503-733-2970. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Show. Coming up in uh, uh, eight or nine minutes, we are going to go to the news desk with Tim Riley, who will favor us with happenings and information from around the globe. Uh, Without further ado, and some of y'all will be familiar with the voices and names you're going to be hearing today. Some of you won't. And we're going to give a little brief preamble to some of these folks so you are uh, sort of in the loop, as they say. Uh, We've forged some relationships over the years with a lot of great uh, people in uh, all walks of the media, all sections of uh, broadcasting, and many of them are from CNN and from CNN Radio, such as this man, ladies and gentlemen. Will you please welcome to the Rick Emerson Show, from CNN Radio Los Angeles, Living God, James Roop. Hello, sir. Hey! It's 529, 29 past 5 o'clock, 31 now before 6. Good morning. Wow. It's almost uh, like we went to the same broadcasting school. How are you, man? I'm fantastic. Congratulations to everyone involved. Thank, Thank you, sir. Jim I Rupp. appreciate that. Tim, it's, my man. My Jim boy, Rupp, my boy. Can I, you believe this? I should say, actually, just it is, it's a little bit like uh, old home week in, 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 in this way, in that, and again, those of you who followed us, uh, you know, whether you were listening on AM 970 or you're listening to us in some of the other stations where he worked, uh, Tim Riley has been with this program for a long time, and then there was a period uh, about 90 days ago where there was some unpleasantness. Somebody made a mistake. <laughs> as, as they always do. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was a bit of a glitch. Please get out. And they regretted it. <laughs> and made good on it. And they were filled with shame, Tim, and they brought sadness and humiliation upon their family names. Um, it all started when I wasn't allowed to decorate the Christmas tree that day. <laughs> there was, in early December, uh, there were some uh, 
<coughs> and uh, it, Tim Riley was no longer with the program. And we fast forward about 90 days, and now Tim Riley has returned. Uh, it, not unlike Jesus. And so he is here, and so we are overjoyed to have him back. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about that as we go on. But we know there's a lot of uh, people out there that are kind of hearing us for the first time. And so we want to give a little bit of a thumbnail sketch about some of the stuff we're doing and some of the folks we're talking to. And Jim Roop, you are there uh, in uh, Los Angeles enjoying... Um, I would say really the finest hamburger chain known to man, as well as reasonably temperate weather, and covering news. Uh, yeah, nothing you hear, Rick. Back to you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. <laughs> Twenty-nine minutes before six o'clock. I I was actually saying to Chris Paddock, who's the program director for uh, for KUFO this morning, we were talking about some of the news we we're going to be talking about and the, the guests we were going to be having, and I said it was just the best news day ever. It was almost like. It was as though all the informational planets had aligned because we're going to talk to Steve Kastenbaum in a while who's there. I think actually outside Bernie Madoff's uh, penthouse and then outside the courtroom with a cell phone where I think he's going to try to provoke him into saying something profane. And we're going to be talking about the stimulus package a little bit. And I think that Lisa Desjardins at CNN has created some sort of a Rocky Three metaphor for that. And you are... I mean, you're sort of double-fisting it, because on the one hand, you're talking about uh, Chris Brown, and then you've got uh, Octomom as well. So we'll just start in no particular order uh, with Nadia Sulman, who's this woman that was shoving kids out of her uh, out of her uterus, just uterus like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> which is like one of those ball-pitching machines, but sort of in a fleshy way. And the last time we checked... The last time we checked, she was crazy, and that hasn't changed. Uh, but there was also this debate about whether they were even going to let the kids leave the hospital or whether they were just going to go after her with a net and stick her in a small glass room for the rest of her life. So uh, where are we with that story, Jim? Well, Rupert? yesterday, some representatives from uh, Kaiser Permanente, the hospital at which she gave birth, the octuplets, um, came by and took a look at her brand-new home and, I guess, uh, trying to assess the, the situation because it was told to her that unless she had a suitable environment, they weren't going to release the kids. They'd wind up uh, wards of the state or in foster care or whatever it may be. But I guess they went by there yesterday. She has a new home. It's about 1,000 square feet bigger than the home she was in, which was, it was her parents' house. Two or three bedrooms with 14 kids. Uh, ridiculously um, sloven, if you will. And uh, I, I guess they're going to allow some of those kids to come home. There are a few that are still underweight, but I guess they're going to come home two at a time. She has cribs in a room. She's ready to go. And there's television cameras strewn about her house. I'm thinking at some point there's going to be a Nadia Suleiman Octomom reality show of some kind. That's fantastic. Well, just warp those kids. I'll be tuning into that one. Really? I mean, if you don't give them a completely flawed sensibility and perspective on the world around them, how are they ever going to make poor decisions when they grow up to be of birthing age, Jim? That's absolutely right. I mean, you've really got to start instituting uh, those personality defects now. She's getting a lot of help here. She just agreed, and it was announced yesterday by our friend Gloria Allred and the folks at Angels in Waiting, that uh, Nadia Suleiman has agreed to free 24-7 nursing care. Six to 12 nurses are going to be involved. It'll be funded by public donations which is one reason I think why those cameras are going to go up, because if those, or those cameras are up, if those donations fall off at all, she's going to lose some of those kids to foster care. She's agreed to something free that we're going to pay for. Yeah, That's you know, mighty Christian of her. down at first. That's Thanks the so weird much. thing. <laughs> so, That's here's great. a woman taking food stamps, and she's going to turn down free nursing care. Hey. The problem is, again, like I said, it's going to be publicly funded, so they're going to have to rely on donations. And what the folks at Angels in Waiting were saying yesterday is don't punish the kids for what you think about the mom, because it should be about the kids. 
But, you know, I, I have to say that if I'm going to be paying for it anyway... Um, I, you should I, demand I visitation. I should, yeah. Demand the right to go by and just bounce one on your knee every now and again. Seriously. Yeah. Tell her we're going to donate a cork to her. That's going to be our donation. There you go, sister. She, use, use it in good health. She should have to undergo some sort of surgery. Or just a good cementing. You know what I mean? I mean, just, uh, let's well, just, work. I mean, let's just not, let's not have, any sort of, have any sort of risk that there's going to be uh, any incidents in the future with yeah, her. Yeah, cement connotes permanent fixture. Yes. So I'm thinking that's probably better. Hey, I'm going to ask you something right now, and I want you to tell me if this is an actual headline or if I am, in fact, just exhausted and crazy this morning. Am I reading this where it says, singer Chris Brown, who is facing felony charges for allegedly assaulting his girlfriend, has withdrawn from consideration for the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards? That's true. So... I guess my question would be, why was it up to Chris Brown to withdraw his name? Why well, I think it was a lot of pressure. First of all, and, and on Nickelodeon's side, the nominations were picked long before this thing happened. But still, you're talking about uh, an award show that's, that's for kids. I mean, not, not that kids get the award, but it's, it's an award show that kids watch. Nickelodeon's a channel kids watch. And Nickelodeon really should have said, well, look, in light of all this, we've got to kick him out of the nominations list. That's sending the wrong message if we still allow him... To, to continue in this competition, if you will, because it says no matter what you do, if you're famous enough, you can still reap all the benefits and awards of whatever it is you're doing. So there was a lot of pressure on Nickelodeon to uh, to X him from the awards competition. And finally, I'm thinking it was a lot of Nickelodeon talking to his people, because uh, I know he wouldn't just bow out for the heck of it. I mean, the guy's too into himself, you know. So I think it was a lot of pressure by everybody concerned that his PR people put out this press release yesterday saying he has withdrawn from the competition. I think it's like saying, I want your resignation. Yeah, I, it does seem like Chris Brown lacks what we might call a sense of perspective oh, and proportion he's, 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 about he's things. He's not a selfless person at all. No, no, he's not. And we don't want to, yeah, well, in any event, I'll save my editorial comment for later on. All I'll right. give it to you. Yeah, he's a real turd. Wow. There you go. That's the kind of no-holds-barred journalism, the plain-spoken truth Look, I've spoken that to him I expect a few times. You know, he's Kanye West, the way Kanye West was when he, when he lost the American Music Awards for the first time. Kanye West real. with a right hook. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. A real... He's, uh, you know, not a nice guy. Excellent. Well done. I think I've cracked your code. Jim <laughs> Roop, CNN Radio Los Angeles. All right, my friend. Thank you for joining us on this uh, early Thursday as we begin the next chapter in the evolution of the Rick Emerson radio program. We will talk to you very soon, sir. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you, my friend. All right. There you go. Jim Roop. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we will... Uh, in just a moment, we're going to reveal uh, the first song that we are playing. There's been a whole lot of discussion about this. And again, we uh, up until yesterday, we've been doing a uh, midday show on our sister station, AM 970. It's weird to refer to that as our sister station now. So if you listen to us there and it's weird for you, uh, just imagine how weird it is for us. But there's a whole lot of debate and discussion and just uh, going back and forth about what the first song was we were going to play. And what was the first piece of music out of the gate that we were going to used to sort of you know, just at the end just to signify and symbolize and encapsulate everything about us and the show and the sensibility and the station and the, the where we're going and really when when all was said and done there wasn't really much of a debate or a discussion at all um the answer lies as it so often does uh with the ramones ladies and gentlemen i give you johnny joey Didi, and marky this is the Rick Emerson radio program on Rock 101, KUFO. The All-American Halftime. Two pure beef patties, lettuce, tomatoes, or a piece of rice.
Rock and Roll Radio. Come on, let's rock and roll with the Ramones. Stay tuned for more rock and roll. What's up, traffic? Wow. That's the best traffic intro ever. It really is. I wish I had some traffic to talk about. There isn't any, so drive as fast as you want right now. Everything's clear. Tim Riley on Rock 101 KUFO. That was fantastic. You know, that was to the point. (laughs) 
We don't waste people's time. If only the rest of the program could be so concise. Maybe I'll just come on and say hello, and then we can end it, and then we can all uh, go home at 5.01. And then they can say, no, no, no. The program is really tight, bright, and out of sight. It is formatted to within an inch of its life, and it moves. There's real momentum with this morning program. Well done, Tim Riley. I tried. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program on Rock 101 KUFO. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk to CNN Radio correspondent uh, Steve Kastenbaum, who is waiting to ambush Bernie Madoff uh, right outside his plush Manhattan suite. Uh, later on, we'll talk to CNN Radio correspondent Lisa Desjardins. Also, uh, Katie Darrell from TMZ. We're also going to have today's top five. Today, we'll be counting down the top five great songs ruined by their relentless inclusion in terrible films. We'll be coming up later on. Top five great songs ruined by their relentless inclusion in terrible films. This, however, and then I swear to God, I swear to you really just uh, on all that is holy, uh, we'll get some phone calls here in a, in a skosh, as our Asian friends say. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please pay heed to your new God? In the news with Tim Riley. Say we have plenty of money, so why not spend $88 million to renovate PGE Park? Bring in a professional soccer team, and once they build it, people will come. The only problem is, they do have $88 million, but they need $15 million more. So we'll see how that goes. Well, at least we'll have somebody to eat if the uh, winter comes and there's no food to be had. Speaking of food to be had... Oh, come on. I can't even get a laugh for a cannibal joke. It's too early for laughs. Whatever. All right. <laughs> Before we do, do anything else, and I know I'm already derailing the news, uh, I, have a, I have a question, and Sarah's holding up her hand saying, We have four minutes! But I have to ask this question about the soccer thing. So it's going to cost how much? Eighty-eight million plus fifteen million. Okay, but that's not eighty. That's just that's just a lie. Then that's when they say eighty-eight million plus fifteen million. Yeah. That's a hundred and three million. Mm-hmm. So why don't they just say? Well, I know why they don't just say hundred and three million. But what does I that mean, even? What's this grass made out of? But what what does that even mean when you say it's going to cost eighty-eight million plus fifteen million? Well, they need fifteen million more. It says there's a fifteen million hole in the project. Is this? I think there's a hole in somebody's thinking. Is but this? They, they're getting two stadiums in one because. Portland State football and area high schools can play there, too. Well, that's great. That's really where the revenue comes from, Tim, is from high school football. That really is what's going to get the city out of the red. Well done, everyone. You don't care about the children of tomorrow? Let me just ask you this. Can anyone answer in, like, ten seconds? Where? I'm not saying it doesn't. it is not going to happen. I'm just sort of curious. Maybe it's because I've got a tiny brain. So we're going to blow up, I'm sorry, invest $103 million on the stadium. Then the revenue for this will come from What? A line of people stretching for blocks to see these games. Yeah, but that's not the city. It's like the city doesn't own the team, right? Or does the city get a chunk of the ticket sales? I think it does because it'll be Major League Soccer. Because you know what people have right now is disposable income. So that's a great idea because I was just talking to somebody the other day that said, well, I've got this job that's really secure. And in fact, they just gave me a raise. And I've been wondering, what is it I can do to spend some of this money that would otherwise just be taking up space in my bank account? Maybe I can go uh, to this stadium that we're going to spend $103 million to build. It's genius. Here's Tim Riley. So secondly, what happens when you go to rob a Mexican restaurant and there's no money? Just take the food and walk away. That's what happened at Mucha's Gracias in Vancouver. Somebody comes in, tries to rob the place. The cashier says, sorry, I just made the bank deposit. And he walked away with his food without paying. This from Chris Brown, brand new, just a moments ago. The New York Post reports that he's looking for a whole new team. He's going to get rid of everybody, starting with his manager, Tina Davis. I would begin to worry if I was on Chris Brown's team and he began to talk about, quote, getting rid of me. Mm-hmm. Well, she's the sexy texter that uh, led to the blowout with Rihanna. Brown also wants to dump his attorney and PR rep. He tells the Post, uh, oh, uh, Brown wants to apologize publicly, but he's going to fire everybody. 
So guess who's going to court right now? Already inside, Bernie Madoff. And uh, some of his victims are very upset. Oops. Oh, I'm sorry. We have Tim potted up over there. We do. All right. Is this not working? There we go. Why? Oh, here we go. Why? 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 What? <laughs> Why? Why and where's the money? Why? 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 That's, <laughs> that's fantastic. This billion-dollar technology we used to get that sound bite just now. Excellent. Wonderful. I love this show. Why, says Elaine Kant? I'd like him to go to jail. Um, She's not a real fireball. Not able to talk to his wife ever again. I want him to be in solitary confinement, which is fine. If they're concerned about his safety, put him in solitary confinement in his little five-by-eight cell and without any contact with the outside world. You know, look, I'm sorry you lost your money, but you're a thoroughly unlikable woman. So I, 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 <laughs> Why and where's the money? Why, why, why? She really does speak why? for us all, Tim. I give to you the average American. Here's uh, Tim Riley, ladies and gentlemen. Let's uh, do one of our famous watches, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, if you have listened to the radio pro- uh, Rick Emerson radio program at any point in the past, you have heard things of this nature. If uh, you have not, then please prepare yourself for a taser watch on the Rick Emerson radio program. Here's Tim Riley with your taser watch for Thursday. A man caught on camera shocking a 15-year-old boy with a taser just for fun was a Eustace, Florida police officer, and he did it after a night of drinking with the kids. Officer Dan... You can't drink alone, Tim. That's unhealthy. (laughs) Officer Dan has been fired from the force. He admitted to the party after his own taser was used as evidence against him. It turns out every police taser has a computer chip in it. Oh. Mm -hmm. So that's the telltale sign. It's absolutely shocking that a police officer would host a house party with kids as young as 15 and 16 and furnish them with drink. It's jaw-dropping to watch a cop who's been drinking and then use a taser on a 15-year-old in the middle of a big birthday bash. Do they, at any point, do they sort of expand on the notion that it was, quote, for fun? So here's some, uh, some of the things he said. I wish I had this son. Quote, you're going to get five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> then you end up with two marks. Uh, officer, the officer uh, tells the 15-year-old... I don't see, were they doing some sort of, a, like, a rodeo or something in the, in the... I, what seemed, were they doing some sort of weird, low-rent, uh, painful Olympics in the living room? Apparently so, in Eustace, Eustace, Florida. This event is called convulsing and, uh, soiling. Go! <clears throat> that was funny. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. I guess Can that's you believe the, an hour already gone? Are we at the end of the taser watch? We are at the This hour is going by too fast. We need more time of this hour. I'll look into it. Ladies and gentlemen, there's your taser watch for Thursday. Edward R. Murrow would be proud, Tim. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk to CNN Radio Correspondent Steve Gastonbaugh from New York City. Later on, Katie Darrell from TMZ.com will be counting down the top five great songs ruined by their relentless inclusion in terrible films. 
And yes, I will once again promise to get to your phone calls, which we will actually do next. That is coming up in the next segment, right around the corner. It is the Rick Everson Radio Program. It's five minutes before six o'clock. This is Rock 101 KUFO. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for coming along. It is, you know, I was going to do a time check, and then I realized that I got three different things that all say different times. Uh, I got my wristwatch, I got my BlackBerry, and I got my computer, and they all say something different. It's 6.09. It's, it's 6.09. 12.15. <laughs> it is uh, 503 coming up in this hour. We'll talk to CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum from New York City, where he is stalking Bernie Madoff. Uh, later on the day, we'll do the top five great songs ruined by their relentless inclusion in terrible films. Uh, we'll talk to Katie Darrell from TMZ as well, and uh, we'll get uh, phone calls in like 10 seconds here. Tim Riley is working on the following stories for your edification on this Thursday. Beaverton police on the lookout for a Kmart parking lot groper. Apparently, this near-do-well is reaching up women's skirts in the Kmart parking lot well, in that's like, city. That is like the worst sentence I've ever that heard. That is just concentric layers <laughs> of hell. Jesus. Sarah Palin could see Russia, but did she see that her pregnant teenage daughter kicked the father of her lunch child to the curb? Home foreclosures up 30% in February. Oregon continues to be hit hard. Jennifer Anderson and John Mayer may have called it quits. And well, we'll talk about the feeding and care of octuplets a little bit later. Uh, by the way, I'm just going to get a, a couple of emails here. Uh, Rick, uh, this is from uh, somebody, if you were just joining the program, uh, this is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. I am he. We are joined by Sarah X. Dillon, Tim Riley, and screening your call today, Richie Bristol. Uh, we've uh, been, the, been in the Portland market for some time, most recently on AM 970 The Talker, which is one of our sister stations here at CBS Radio. Uh, one of our listeners at AM970 says, Rick, did the Florida sounder make its way over? Tim just did a taser watch, and the story was based in Florida. Which sounder? Thank you. The one that I failed to play. Tim paused. I failed to play, and I played to fail. Sarah? I didn't want to, because, you know, there are new listeners and old listeners. I didn't want to, like, throw a bunch of our kooky shenanigans at them all at once. You know, without our kookiness, we cease to exist, Sarah. Really, without our, without our kookiness, we're only left with zaniness, nuttiness, and wackiness, and that's just not enough. <laughs> Tim paused for a split second, but there was no reaction from you or Sarah. I will blame the lack of reflexes on the early time. Congratulations on the new spot. It's great to listen in elevators and stairwells. Too bad I have hearing damage caused by the high-pitched random squeal that came through when you were on AM. It was worth it, though, Dennis. Great. Thanks so much. Uh, this one says, listening again, listening in Florida. Wait. There. Thank you. At 8 a.m., uh, funny it's not too early here. I feel well-rested and happy. Thought you'd like to know. And one more before we do calls. This email says, uh... Rick, uh, the subject line, dear God, it's early. Rick, yesterday I rigged my stereo to power up at five minutes to five. I love this audience. So the live stream that was feeding it would gently wake me from my slumber, and I could start my day with my favorite radio trio. I thought this was a great idea until I was startled awake to Getty Lee yelling at me in the complete darkness of my room. After a minute or two of fear and confusion, the opening music began, and I knew all was well. As I'm usually stuck listening a day or two behind a podcast, but since I'm often working in the middle of nowhere in central Washington, now I can at least have an hour or two of live goodness to start my day. Thank you, Rick Emerson Show. No, no, no. Thank you, Ben in Wenatchee. God, Wenatchee. In Wenatchee? Poor soul. Uh, And he says, Viso has finally made it to this town of rubes and mouth breathers. Long live Rick Emerson and Viso in the mornings. Life is good. Yes, it is, sir. Uh, Let's take some uh, telephone calls. Hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Show, sir or madam, as the case may be. How can I help you? God damn it. After all that. I'm sorry. Hello. 
Oh, Rick. Yes, hi. Yes, you're... Hey. Yes. Hey, Rick. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Tim. Hey, wow. Richie. Hello. Best, best morning ever. Best show Thank ever. You. Thank best you, my friend. Best watch ever. Were you... Let me just... Let's just back up for a moment here. Uh, what is your name, sir? Johnny Obvious. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Richie, remind me to have a talk with you later about names. Uh, so, were you, now, was your, were you angling to be the first call of the show? I certainly was, my friend. I missed you. I think, now, we have, have we taken a call before? No, this, this is the first is call. Him. Here you, you are. You it. are, in fact, first, sir. Just Woo! like an insomniac poster on a message board. Best call ever, then. Awesome. Yes, sir. Hey, Thank I, you. Uh, the reason I was calling, uh, first and foremost, uh, in case you didn't get the information. Have you ever I been believe... told that you have a very soothing speaking voice? Uh, well, I know that's not true. Okay. Uh, but um, I was just calling to see if you uh, figured out the ever, I mean, the Foo Fighter song was uh, The Pretender. The one we were trying to figure out yesterday? I don't understand what we're talking about. Oh, the Foo Fighter song yesterday, we were debating what song to play, our very first song out of the gate, which we ended up playing, the Ramones, do you remember, rock and roll radio. Uh, and that was the song, and I know that there aren't even the lyrics. I, I always want to do that, like, one of these things is not like the other uh, deal, but it's The Pretender is the name of that song. Well I observed, sir. Thank you. I like to know stuff. Thank you. And uh, I guess uh, that's all I got for you this well, morning. You're first. I mean, really, I mean, let's not gild the lily, my friend. Right. <laughs> Thank right you, on. sir. Best day ever. Thank you, my friend. Spread the word. All right. Uh, hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson radio program. How can I help ye? This is the best day ever. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi there. Hello. Hey. Kay and hello, Baxter hi. walking my dog. And I just have to tell you that montage of music at the beginning was great because I was trying to guess and I thought, oh, it either has to be the Clash or the Ramones. So we got a little bit of everything. Welcome back, Tim. Thank you. Oh, it's so great to have your New England dulcet tones back with the gang. Why, thank you very much. <laughs> and that's about it. Excellent. Well, Love be, please Bye. relentlessly spread the word, my friend. Thank you so much. She's out walking her dog. I was out walking a dog at 2 o'clock this morning. You know, and let me just, I don't want to be the guy talking about the weather, because then you're a guy talking about the weather. and then It's going to be mostly sunny today. Highs near 50. See, but that's a lie. <laughs> See, you're just spreading uh, mistruths there. You're just, that you're turning us into a house of deception, because they said that yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was sunny yesterday. It was just oh, we almost, as we almost got frostbite. Yeah, but see, but when you dinner. say it's sunny, that's a completely deceptive. When you say it's it's going to be sunny tomorrow, I mean, there's sun every oh, the sun it's sunny ne- every day. The, the sun, sun doesn't ever go away. It's always there. The sun isn't necessarily hot. Sunny denotes warm. And yesterday, it was like you were walking outside and just being slapped I know, by I saw, an icy hand. When we were off the show yesterday, I saw how nice it was. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go for a bike ride. And the second I stepped outside, I'm like, God, no. Uh, uh-uh. Bobby, uh, fat boy, who does uh, the afternoon program here on Rock 101 KUFO, he was like, I, I, you know, I he was, he was, you know, they were, uh, they're in best of this week because I think Cord is in, is in uh, Mexico or something. And so, you know, Bobby's here just sort of monitoring things, making sure everything plays correctly. He's like, I can't wait to bicycle home. It looks so warm outside. And I just let that be a surprise for him. I didn't want to ruin it. Uh, hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, I can't follow with that first guy's enthusiasm, but I'm really glad you guys are here in the morning. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Uh, welcome back, Tim. Thank Thanks you. So much. Thank you very much. I just started working nights, so I'm feeling your guys' pain in the adjustment uh, phase. And so but when you, you say working nights, is that like a, what hours are you working, sir? Uh, six to like two something. So but 6 p.m. to... From my uh, bedtime, which is like an hour ago. So you could, in fact, be one of those sets of headlights that's passing me on the bridge. And you're probably not drunk, but you might, in fact, be exhausted enough to just cross the center line some morning. I was weaving. All right. I'm just... <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks for making me feel... Oh, uh, that's comforting. Making me feel special. All right. Thanks, sir. You're welcome. All right. Thank you, my friend. Spread the word. Thank you. All right. There you go. Uh, we'll do one more, and then we'll take a break. Uh, hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson radio program. What's up? Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm adorable, sir. How are you? Nice. 
All right. Well, I was promised by Richie that I'd be the first person on, but I guess that's not correct. Let's Richie's let's... full of empty promises. I was just going to say, Richie is just full and of vitamins. disappointment and hate, sir, and vitamins, and then sort of this viscous goo that we don't like to talk about. When Richie yeah. promises you something, just file that under broken and discarded dreams in your brain, like straight away. I will. I almost okay. cried. I set my alarm clock for 445 and woke up and was the first person to call. Oh, and... now I feel bad. So you got up at 445, you called in. And then all of your hopes were dashed and trod upon. Absolutely. Well, that's really the only thing we're good at, sir, is just spreading dismay and discord and disappointment. Oh, no worries. That's all right. Anyway. All right. Thank you, my friend. Spread the word. All right. There you go. All right. 503-733-2970. If you'd like to email, you can do that as well. It is rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah with an H at kufo.com. Tim at kufo.com. Or Richie with a T. Don't email Richie. He just, you know, he doesn't deserve it at this point. At this point, he's just peddling fictions to people who are all too eager for some shred of hope. I will read this uh, one small email, then we'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side with Steve Kastenbaum, who is in New York City. Later on, Katie Darrell from TMZ and News with Tim Riley. This says, Rick, uh, the subject on it, this is Sarah. You know, here's the thing about being on FM and having 20 times the signal that we had at AM 970, Sarah, is your world, as interesting as it already is, it's going to become even more so. The pageantry of life that is going to be parading through your inbox, so to speak, is really, I can't even begin to quantify uh, the sorts of people you're going to be hearing from. Uh, This is uh, rather tame, actually. Good morning. It's Mike from Pittsburgh, says this email. Um... Let's see, the uh, Pennsylvania and the radio folks here got rid of Opie and Anthony, Adam Carolla, and Frosty, Heidi, and Frank. So I just found you guys on Yahoo Radio. I'll be listening every morning, so I just wanted to say hi and ask Sarah if she will marry me. Thank you. By the way, this is written in pink and in Comic Sans. So there you go, Sarah. That's the demographic Good to whom to you know. appeal. Good to know. All right, thank you, Michael in uh, Pittsburgh. That should uh, be on the station one sheet. Exactly. <laughs> Attention advertisers, you too can reach this stalking demographic. Uh, Take a break. Back after this, it is the Rick Emerson radio program right here on Rock 101 KUFO. It's 503-733-2970. Around the corner, Steve Kastenbaum from New York City and CNN. More from Tim Riley. Your phone calls in the top five. It's all on the way. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Good morning, Portland. Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's Rock 101 KUFO. And thank you for coming by today. It is 503-733-2970. We are joined today by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon, who is resplendent in her Rock 101 KUFO t-shirt. <gasps> Mustache shirt. <laughs> it's because you're a team player, Sarah. It's true. I know I laid it out this morning because I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and get every second I can possible to sleep. So It's because everybody I has to be... I kind of feel like a dork now, though. No, you know, everybody's got to be rowing in the same direction, Sarah, so I'm glad to see that you're on the... Uh, you're on the same page as everyone else. I try. I try my I'm hardest. not wearing it. It's my bag. <laughs> it's in my bag. It's in the office. If you wear it, it gets dirty. I have one, too. Yeah, if you leave it in the bag, it stays clean forever, mm-hmm. though. So Okay. Uh, we're going to be talking to Steve Kastenbaum from CNN Radio New York City in just one moment. He is at the Bernie Madoff trial. Blah, blah, blah. Madoff with a lot of money. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, oh. Tim Riley is working on the following stories for your edification on this Thursday. A deal to bring Major League Soccer to Portland gets a thumbs up for the Portland City Council. It's only going to cost $88 million to renovate PGE Park, but the high school kids get to play there, too. It's chicken feed, Tim. Oh, by the way, they'll need $15 million more to finish the whole thing. Tim, you've got to spend money to make money. So it's $88 million plus $15 million. Let's buy two. And then they'll come. That's great. Home foreclosures went up 30% in February. Oregon continues to be hit hard. 
The Iraqi reporter who threw the shoe at old President Bush gets three years behind bars. It's probably preferable to be on the streets of Iraq right now. And a horse bites off a man's testicles. Sunny wow. today, oh, highs near 50. <laughs> That's why this is the Tiffany Network. Hey, by the way, just as a real uh, quick uh, side note here, if we're going to be uh, obliged to sort of bend over and have $105 million removed from us, mm -hmm. then I think we ought to be able to set some of the rules for this. Like, I just want, like, maybe not all of the soccer balls, but maybe one of them is just sort of uh, rigged to randomly explode. Not every game. Like, at some point during the season. You know what I mean? Like a season, however many games, one of the balls uh, at some point during the season just blows up. And maybe it's filled with thumbtacks. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from New York City, ladies and gentlemen, CNN Radio correspondent to the stars, Steve Kastenbaum. Hello, sir. Good morning, and, and let me say how excited I am to be with you at this new time on this new signal. You really do sound uh, as though you are bubbling over with enthusiasm. I can't even tell if it's feigned. And you know, I don't care. If, it's, if you're faking it, just don't tell me, sir. No, I'm actually very excited about this uh, because uh, now that I get to be on with you at an earlier hour, I'm much more awake uh, it, uh, for me because, you know, I've got a long day. I start, you know, early in the morning. So to, so to be able to be on the show with you guys at this hour uh, means uh, I've got much more energy and uh, I'm, I'm excited about well, that. Well, that makes, makes one of us. I, I, I have to ask, have you, it, I can actually hear a difference in uh, on your end, uh, and I'm wondering, is it, is it different facilities? Are you in a different studio now? or, it, or It's full-spectrum mm -hmm. stereo. It's because of the many stimulants that are in my body at the moment, Steve. I don't like to talk about it publicly. Ah. but No, I, I don't gotcha. think the mic processing, this is more of that revealing the process talk that you're not supposed to do. I don't know if they changed our mic processing or not. And for everybody who's listening to your mic processing is basically, you know, like when you get one of those component stereos when you're in college, and it's the thing that has the two tape decks, and then it's got the, the, uh, the radio part, and then the old days it had like a turntable. It had a hi-fi on top, and then there would be a CD player, and it would have that graphic equalizer, which was just sort of, I mean, it was just sort of for like entertainment purposes only, not actually to control sound. It was basically just a thing that would turn the treble or the bass up or down. But at radio stations, imagine if you had a graphic equalizer that cost about $7 jillion and was about 9 feet long and 700 feet high and blinked on and off like the ENIAC computer. And that's what we've got here just for all of our microphones. And every radio station adjusts their microphone processing, the, you know, the sort of equalization of it, a little bit differently. And I'm unclear about whether they have changed our mic processing for this show on Rock 101 KUFO or not. It's entirely possible. They don't really tell us these things. I was just curious. I, maybe it's the delivery. Maybe you maybe you sound different uh, this early in the morning. Maybe, maybe it's that's my what it, it is. It might be my adherence to station formatics, Steve. That might be making all the difference for you. Ah, uh -huh. well. Uh, anyway, I'm very excited about the, this this new start, this Excellent. new beginning, and uh, it, it's great because um, I get to get to you in a much more timely fashion as far as the news is concerned. You know, we're talking to you as the news is happening here on the East Coast so, as, a, as opposed to, you know, recapping. It. Were you trying yeah. to, now, were you outside Bernie Madoff's place this morning, or were you just sort of there at the courthouse? Because I was under the impression you were trying to ambush him at some point along the route today. Ah. Uh, no, I'm at the courthouse, uh, along with hundreds of other reporters and TV crews, and uh, we have not seen this much media attention at the federal court complex here in Lower Manhattan since uh, Martha, Martha Stewart was here. Remember, remember that case a couple of years ago when, when she was uh, uh, convicted of investment fraud and insider trading? Uh, so uh, she, it is crazy here. I mean, there was a huge line of reporters and uh, also the victims of this Ponzi scheme standing outside the courthouse already at like 7 in the morning. We had the greatest soundbite. I don't know if we're feeding. Sarah, are we feeding the phone with the soundbites here? 
Um, I think so. Let's give it a so. try. Tim, do you have that soundbite? I do. do you want to do you want to set this up uh, for Steve? Steve, we have really yeah. one of the most gripping, compelling soundbites you are ever, or actualities, as they say, that you are ever going to hear in your life. Really. The woman uh, whose voice you're about to hear, she conveys all of the passion and vitality and energy of the angry uh, New Yorker. Uh, go ahead, uh, Tim. We can play that. Okay, here we go. Why? Why and where's the money? There you go. Why, why, why? There you go. That's Who really can put it better than that, why? Steve? All right, excellent. Is that one of the uh, women that we, that we interviewed on CNN? I think it is. Um, we, we've had a couple of them out here with us this morning in, at the live truck. And uh, this is when I really feel very network because I'm, I'm in the live truck. I, I like that. Let me just ask you this. Is $65 billion, it's like one of those amounts of money that is just so large as to be almost, by dint of that, it is, is almost unfathomable. And it doesn't really seem like there's any sort of prison sentence that is kind of concomitant to that. You know, that is, that, that it, it seems like really there ought to be, like you have to, you should have to be put in a jail cell that is in fact on some, I don't know, some sort of slow moving cart being pulled by donkeys toward the sun. I mean, you really ought to have to, you know, there's something just that is just layers of awful. It doesn't really seem like just sticking a guy in a small room is going to be adequate for this. They should uh, maybe maybe do what they used to do in medieval times, as they, as they bring you to the town square and you're in, in that, that uh, cart pulled by uh, horses or donkeys and people pelt you with rotten fruit. I'm a big fan of that. And you know what? In these troubled economic times, Steve, you want to be the guy who's then vending the fruit and the bags of ocelot noses <laughs> and whatever to the people. Let me just ask you this. Uh, is there any sort of concern? I'm not saying this should happen. And, of course, Rick Emerson is all about the adherence to the rule of law because we are a nation of uh, we are a nation of of, uh, you know, of regulations and those should be followed. But is there any sort of concern that this guy's at some point going to be going to and from the courthouse and there's going to be, uh, you know, some guy, some Howard Beale type in the audience that has just uh, has had enough and has decided to uh, to take out the trash? Oh, absolutely, because uh, th there were some heavily armed emergency services unit police officers here uh, today uh, in the full-scale body armor with their automatic weapons uh, at the ready and their helmets on. Uh, they're not taking any chances. Bernard Madoff shows up here in court wearing a bulletproof vest beneath his uh, overcoat, and there's the possibility that this is the last time he's uh, walked around as a free man. The judge has the option here to say, okay, that's it for the bail. I'm going to keep you behind bars until sentencing, uh, which will be determined at a later date. So uh, after Bernard Madoff pleads guilty uh, in uh, about a half an hour or so, if he does it as scheduled, uh, he could wind up uh, remanded here. Maybe if we're trying to, I mean, he seems like a guy who still has a lot of money. I mean, even though he's, you know, he's a swindler and he's lost a lot of stuff, it seems like he's, he's got a lot of liquidity going on. So maybe it's part of trying to fix the economy. If a guy like this, you, you bring back sort of an indulgent system where he might be able to buy his way out of this. So in other words, if he's willing to cough up, I don't know, like $10 million, it'd be like in Casino. You know, is it $10 million? He gets to walk, but he gets the hammer on one of his hands. He can even choose which hand. I, I don't even know if he would uh, choose that option at this point, because the fact that he uh, wants to plead guilty to all the charges against him, some people uh, who uh, know him believe that he's ready to to take responsibility for what happened here, what he did. Uh, why so much later, you know, is, is beyond me. You know, if that's the way he feels, why didn't he do it sooner? But uh, others say he's doing this now uh, in order to protect others who are complicit in the case, possibly even his wife and children. Uh, he's under no obligation now to cooperate with prosecutors in the investigation because he did not enter into a deal here. He's just uh, straight outright pleading guilty to the charges against hey, him. Uh, the most vilified man here in New York, without a doubt, 
And uh, one woman that we interviewed here, uh, she said, uh, and it might be the woman who you just had there in that soundbite, uh, told us today, I hope he rots in hell, is what she said. Hey, by the way, just as we break here, here's what you ought to do. For everything with this guy's trial, you ought to be putting it in terms of how many Elliot Spitzer hookers you could get with the money. You know, it's like a unit of measurement, <laughs> like a kilogram. All right. On that note, my friend, uh, have a fantastic day. We will talk to you soon, Steve. Hey, and uh, have a great first day uh, in, on the new show. Done and done, sir. There you go. Steve Kastenbaum, ladies and gentlemen, from New York City. We'll take a break here. Hello, Sarah Dillon. How are you today? Oh, peachy. Are you prepared to play the next element? Oh, boy, am I. Are you prepared to weep silently to yourself My alone mor- in a room? It has been the greatest morning ever, let me tell you. Sarah, uh, it really just hasn't been great. It has been, it's been superlative. There are no words for how, no. how amazing It is, in fact, non-quantifiable. Mm-hmm. Great mornings and rock and roll the rest of the day. Indeed. Back after this, it's the Rick Everson radio program on Rock 101, KUFO, around the corner, news with Tim Riley. Stay there. Indeed, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It is Rock 101 KUFO. Why, hello there. How are you today? It is 19 minutes before 7 o'clock. How can two hours almost have gone by? I don't really know, Sarah. Uh, I would say it's because of the flawless expertise with which we are executing this uh, radio broadcast. I mean, really, when everything is going so smoothly, time just ticks by in the blink of an eye. It really is the uh, it is the theory of relativity. In it action. feels that way, doesn't it? I feel like I ought to be given the uh, the temperature, but here's the thing: I don't really know. Can't see a window. Don't know what it's degrees like. Thirty-two degrees in downtown Portland. <laughs> we are in a cavern of darkness. We have no windows. And in a larger sense, it's March. If you really need my help to figure out what the weather is like, you've got problems that I cannot fix. So let's just dispense with the fiction that I'm going to help you with that right now. And we're done. Uh, Tim Riley is working on the following stories for your edification. I have good news. It's all about jobs. FedEx will add hundreds. Yes, hundreds of jobs in Troutdale. All those octo babies are costing more money as much as $135,000 a month to take care of them, and that's only for four months. Apparently, the nannies and other expenses coming from donations? Excellent. They have to be fed 64 times a day. They're going to be fat. 64 times a day. That's what it says here. Excellent. Octo babies will be fed 64 times a day. They'll be able to host a sports talk show in no time. Oh, I'm sorry. Back after this with Tim Riley and the news. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Stay there. I'm a little weirded out by some of those liners that bring us back from the uh, from the break there. Because it starts out as one voice, then it becomes another voice. Then occasionally it becomes the first voice again. Or sometimes it becomes a third voice, which I think is that of a woman. And then I start to wonder if I'm actually still in bed asleep and none of this is really happening. And then I wake up and that stupid Kanye West song is in my head. Which one? The... You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. All right. <laughs> it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-733-2970. Thank you for coming along today. 503-733-2970. Also, by the way, in just a moment, we're going to get uh, to a couple phone calls. We'll go to Tim Riley at the news desk who is uh, preparing information to be disseminated among the people of Portland right now. Do you have the, the show open, the attention broadcasters thing? Mm-hmm. Before I play this, let me just, a uh, little, uh, little background here. So you are listening to the Rick Emerson radio show. We should actually uh, take a moment to clarify a couple things. One, we are in fact in Portland. We are not, as is sometimes the case, in another city, in another state, pretending that we are here in Portland. That is a thing that happens with alarming regularity in this industry and others. And we are actually here. Uh, we are here. We are in uh, Portland. We're here actually on, if you'd like to come and stare in the window at us, uh, we're here on First Avenue. We are in the KUFO building, which many of you probably come to in the past. You've won something. You've come by to 
you know, pick up tickets or whatever. Uh, we're here, and that's because and there's no way to say some of the stuff without sounding kind of corny or whatever. But it's because CBS Radio really wanted it was important to them that they had a live local morning show when you know sort of everything went down with uh, you know with Corolla the decision was made you know what could we do we could do any number of things I mean really if they wanted to for like a hundred bucks you could probably uh, you know you probably just get a uh, get one of those things that you used to have in your turntable in here that would just kind of you know go back and like play the same side of the record over and over again and you stack up about fifteen Rush albums and then you're good. But instead, it was important to them that they have a local show. And so here we are, ladies and gentlemen. So we are actually here in Portland, Oregon. And I will say that some of you may be hearing us for the first time. And some of you have been listening to us for maybe a few months, a few years, maybe a long time. We've been here in Portland, one iteration, incarnation or another for about, uh, I don't know, since 1998 or so. Most recently, we were on AM 970, which is a talk station. Uh, it still it continues to be a talk station. It is uh, also owned by CBS Radio, and it's a fine outlet for information and amusements of all sorts. When we were on that station, we had this thing we played at the beginning of the show, uh, which was uh, it was kind of a big voice radio guy, and he said, Attention FM DJs in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now. Wah, wah, wah. So we've sort of moved that over and we've augmented it, and it's now being voiced by a woman whose name is Anne, I believe. Do you have that? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go ahead and this. We play this at the beginning of the show, and you'll hear this every every morning as at, you know as the show rolls out of the gate, and then you'll hear it again at the end. Go ahead and play this. I'm going to make one observation about it. Attention, broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now. First of all, that's fantastic. So creepy and Second awesome. of all, it's creepy. Yes. She has good diction. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does, Tim. <laughs> Thirdly. It sounds a lot like that. Dr. Blair, Dr. J. Hamilton, Dr. Blair, Dr. J. Hamilton, you're needed in thoracic surgery. Yes, that. Also sort of a, the white zone is white for loading zone, yeah. and unloading only. There is no parking in the white zone. And finally this. Just just play it one more time, and then I'll, and I'll give this, uh, this little observation, and then we'll do the news. Here, right, hang on. All right. Everything's a little so this is the uh, This is the sound of the place at the beginning of the, uh, of the show. Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now. So like nerds in the house, uh, and I know you're there, I want you to imagine that voice saying, you have five minutes to reach minimum safe distance. Ladies and gentlemen, at the news desk, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Okay, Bibertonians, beware of the Kmart parking lot groper. They're on the look for a man who touched a woman inappropriately. She was bending over, loading her things in her car when she felt something... Unnatural under her skirt. <laughs> she screamed, turned away, saw the man take off. He's still on the loose. If you see the parking lot groper, please call Beaverton Police Detective Mike Purdy. Here's the thing. If I see the Beaverton uh, Kmart parking lot groper, I'm going to spend the rest Beaverton of the day... Beaverton Kmart parking lot groper. ...blinding myself and then uh, trying to give myself a frontal lobotomy so I can expunge the image from my memory banks forevermore. There's a whole lot of things you don't want to hear in a story together. One is... Kmart groping parking lot Beaverton unnatural hand. Hey, look at that. Ooh, what's I mean, up my skirt? But what kind of woman is this where she lets some strange person get close enough to her to where she doesn't notice his presence just all of a sudden when she finally realizes that his hands are Sarah, in her don't skirt. blame the victim. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. I'm just, you know, there's any number of explanations for it. There aren't. Here's Tim Riley. You don't know how life is in the suburbs. No, I don't, actually, Tim. How, let me ask People you this. walk a little quieter She, she left Wisteria Lane for a few moments of shopping, <laughs> and these things happen. She, des- she decided to leave uh, the candy-striped and candy-lined and taffy-tree-filled streets of, uh, of whatever of whatever it is. <laughs> Who would suspect that happened? Whatever it is your suburban people live. Uh, let me ask you, coming from the suburbs, as you do, Tim, I mean, during the middays, it was one thing, because it was the traffic and whatever. What time, were you le- what time did you leave the house this morning? I left this morning at 2.17. 2.17. How long did it take you to get here? 
about 15 minutes. That's kind of amazing, actually. No, the, the freeways work great as long as there's nobody else on them. Mm. And people are coming back in the other direction from who knows where. You know what's amazing is I feel that way about almost everything in my life, that if you can just remove all of the other people that I must deal with from the equation, everything goes swimmingly. Here's yeah, it Tim only Riley. took me like eight minutes to get here from Hawthorne. Not me, not even that. See, yeah. Man, I was uh, coming to with Sarah and I are in, uh, in the depths of beautiful southeast Portland. And man, I mean, it had to do with that. I, also with the fact that I was just flagrantly disobeying posted traffic regulations, which I plan to do on a regular basis. But, it, it, I mean, I think the longest, really the longest section of my commute this morning was sitting at a stoplight waiting for it to change. Because it was like one of the old ass ones that doesn't, it, like it doesn't know they that I'm there. They keep backing up and rolling back over to make sure that. Seriously, that you're like, I'm right. I'm here. Caw-caw. You know, and I'm flashing my lights. After you mornings for a while, you're just going to realize that you're just going to run those lights. Not yeah. that I would ever do that. No, of course not. No. No, no, no. The, the law is to be respected. You're public safety if you're the only one on the road. That's exactly. right, Tim. You know, it, uh, Tim, when the law is in disorder, uh, chaos is the only rule. Here's Tim Riley. Let's talk about the Octo Babies. And look who's involved with them now. Gloria Allred. She's the Octo Baby spokeswoman. She said the infants will get 64 feedings a day from a full team of nurses who will provide 24-hour care for the babies, all paid through donations. She's hoping that the public will come through. Gloria Allred uh, tells us, how are these babies being fed anyway? The infants will need 64 feedings a day. Each feeding must be done individually and should take approximately 20 minutes. Angels in waiting will train Nadia and the caregivers to feed the babies all in the same way. I got like nine things to ridiculous. say about this. One, Gloria Allred not only has sort of retractable metal teeth that are behind her regular human teeth, but I do believe that she, in fact, she has that. Gloria Allred talks a lot like E.G. Marshall in Creepshow, where there's, you know, Mr. Pratt, and he's, you know, and he's, he's talking about exterminate them now. She has that kind of thing going on. That's the first thing. Second thing, I know that it's like a medical fact and that I'm supposed to be, I don't know, emotionally invested in the story because children are our greatest natural resource or something. Being fed 64 times a day is just funny. I know that it's a tragic story in many ways and whatever. And da, 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 da. and I, I suppose maybe if I was more awake, I'd have actual like some empathy or something for it. It's just the idea that anything has to be fed, even if it's like a, you know, like a brood of children. The fact that you've got to be feeding something 64 times a day, that's not natural. I just like that she did it for attention, but now she's going to be saddled down by feeding these children 64 that's times a day. That's what I'm saying. So she won't have time for any more plastic surgery or some, you know, damn reality show. All right, it's got to cost as much as $135,000 a month to take care of these children. Now, where's the free time to jam things into your uterus now, lady, huh? Uh, Gloria Allred explains how you can help, and you know you do. On the Dr. Phil show, uh, they are uh, highlighting the work of angels in waiting. Is this coming to us from the Sea of Tranquility? Providing an opportunity for the public to click on to his webpage and make donations. You know, it's 2009. You know, there's a guy in Florida listening to us on the Internet, Uh, like with crystal clarity. Gloria Allred sounds like she's talking to us off a wax cylinder from 1912. Finally, this. I don't know who they are, what they do. But just because they're called angels in waiting, I dislike that group intensely. And they're going to go on the list of people that I will blame for problems in my life in the future. Let's do one more, and then we'll uh, take a break. We'll get caught up around the corner. We will have more of your phone calls. We'll talk to Katie Darrell from TMZ later on. The top five songs that have been ruined by their relentless inclusion in terrible films. Tim Riley? Oh, listen to this. There are some new jobs. A new FedEx shipping hub will bring hundreds, yes, hundreds of jobs to the town of Troutdale. A 78-acre chunk of land off I-84 will soon be home to a new FedEx ground hub. They're going to, well, they're going to need 750 people to do this. Uh, so that's going to happen very soon. That's going to be one of those things. Did you see that job uh, posting the other day? It was, some, it was like a janitorial job at a school in Ohio oh, or yeah, something. 700 people showed yeah. up for that. So, I mean, really, right? You know, the, the fear is right here in this room, as they say. All right. 
Uh, are we uh, breaking here, Sarah? Excellent. Fantastic. Sarah X. Dillon, by the way, is the one who keeps uh, this radio program on track, functioning flawlessly. You know, I mean... Thank you. I'm just trying to give credit where credit <laughs> is due. It's just weird that it's 7 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't feel early anymore, but... It could have to do with the fact that you're in a small windowless room into which no light ever comes. That's true, because it looks exactly like this would be our 1 o'clock hour usually, and this feels oh, yeah. exactly like... Our set basically looks like the Charlie Rose show, so, you know, it's just sort of a chasm of blackness in here. And in my heart. Back after this, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program on Rock 101 KUFO. Stay there. better every time I hear it. <laughs> I just can't believe that's really there. We need, we oh, need it like, is. A clown, <laughs> like a clown horn in the background. Okay, or, or a duck need quack. To be finding one. I'm sorry. Or maybe just a good morning, go hog. <laughs> well, anyway, after this big buildup, there's absolutely nothing. I'm sorry. There were no accidents at the moment. When, when there are, we'll let you know. 32 degrees currently. It's going to be sunny today, and the sun will be warm. Mm-hmm. This just in from the CBS Radio News Department. Quote, the sun will be warm. The sun will be warm. Thank you. That really is so. If nothing else, ladies and gentlemen, you can go about your day with that knowledge secure inside your listening bosom. It's 503-733-2970. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program right here on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us today. If you are uh, someone who has listened to us in the past, you listened to us on AM 970 or maybe any number of other stations, as we have been fired many, many, many times, often with extreme prejudice. Often, really, I could I swear to God that I could actually hear them shredding all of my information as I left the building at times past. Um, or if you are a new listener, we welcome you as well. It's 503-733-2970 if you'd like to email. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah with an H at night. Uh, there we go. First, that's oh, one. You did it, and you Sorry. made it two hours of that you know, thing. That email address still works, though, by the way. I don't think that should count, because if they send it to 970.am, it's actually still going to get uh, get to your inbox. So won't happen to me. Sarah, Sarah with an H at KUFO.com, Tim at KUFO.com, or Richie with a T at KUFO.com. Speaking of Richie Bristol, he's there to, uh, I would say scream, but that's sort of an elastic term. He's there to sort of grunt in the general direction of your phone calls after which they are passed along. Uh, so we'll get some calls here in just a moment coming up later on this hour. We'll have the top five, the top five great songs ruined by their relentless inclusion in terrible films. Uh, CNN Radio correspondent Lisa Desjardins will join us from the Hill in Washington, D.C. And we'll talk to Katie Darrell from TMZ.com. Let me just, uh, ah, there we go. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program, and good morning to you. Who might this be? Is this Thatcher? Is that you? Yes, it is. Uh, it is me. That is you. Is, it, is anybody else hearing a, a clicking sound? I am. Is it, is it Mr. Riley's computer? Tim? It always is. Is Tim snapping his fingers? Uh, he's not snapping. His computer's making a sort of ad hoc beat poetry, yes. Moloch, the destroyer of men. Uh, no, there's some sort of a control panel thing. Let me do, can I just pull back the curtain again a little bit further? For like three years, Tim's computer's been making this clicking noise, and every time it happens, I swear that we're going to get rid of it, and then I got a brain that is like the size of a kidney bean, so it just falls right out of there, and then the next day we have the conversation all over again, like some sort of a curmudgeonly groundhog day. So you'll get to hear all this again tomorrow and Monday. How can I help you, sir? Uh, a couple of things really quick. Number one, uh, you being on FM mm-hmm. is like Metallica's Black Album. Uh, you're on, you're really kids. on the thinnest of ice right now. Let's walk carefully through these next few moments. No, let me, let me explain. You're, very, you're glad that they're getting 
the uh, acknowledgement, mass acknowledgement you want, but it's like you're giving up your favorite underground band that you want to be the one to tell people about. So before we were sort of like a four-track demo before that you and your friends had, uh, you know, had copied and then it had like homemade album art or something. Yes, but of justice or master of puppets. Before we not were master of puppets, now we're. Thank you, Elise, for stopping at Black Album and not going to like reload or something. Oh, oh, well. Rick, you're the, the same anger of yet. radio broadcasts. Well, yes. uh, secondly, uh, my uh, birthday was on Tuesday, and I missed Monday. So to hear that Tim Riley was coming back uh, today is like my Easter now. My God has risen. And he is back. Excellent. Fantastic. Hello, Tim. You're, uh, you, I don't know what to say. I'm left speechless. You are, apparently. And, you know, and uh, that would make, actually, then, that guy who called... What time did you tune in today, sir? Uh, I woke up about six-ish. All right. So I was going to say, because otherwise, Tim would. Tim could sort of be the Jesus to your Mary Magdalene if you'd been listening at the very top of the program. Uh, for Tim, anything, sure. All right. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. How are you going to be spreading the word about the Rick Emerson show today? I want specifics right now. Uh, I'm going to go tell Dan to listen right now. Excellent. Where's Dan? Uh, in another office. All right. Well, are you on a cell phone? Yes. All right. Well, let's go. Let's let's go find Dan. Okay. All right. So we're going to stay with you as you go to find Dan. Let's is there some go. sort of shrill alarm going off in the yes. hallway, Sarah? Yes, there is. All right. And no smell of smoke. Is though. it about us? Hey, I'm Dan, listen to Rick Emerson right now. All right. Hold on. He's speaking to Dan. He's he's. Does he's Dan know who? In. Does Dan know who we are? Dan, do you know who Rick Emerson is? No, they're on FM now. Turn it to A. Yes, he's on FM now. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the sort of viral marketing uh, that is uh, that is really going to lead us to a forty share. Are you talking your process? I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to be revealing uh, the process behind the uh, behind the curtain here. That's my fault. I'll flagellate myself later. I'll back for that. All right. So now that Dan Dan is then required to tell two other people, and then if they each tell two people, by the end of the day. There will be 475 million people listening, sir, and you will have done a good job for Rick Emerson. Very good. Would you like to hear yourself on Dan's radio? I think that would just be weird, and it might cause my head to turn into some sort of a radio Mobius strip. But I appreciate the uh, appreciate the you know the, the offer. Maybe maybe the next time, sir. Tim Riley's God. All right. Thank you, my friend. Bye. All right. There you go. There's uh, that guy. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. It is Thursday. Who might this be? Hi. Good morning. Hey. Rick Bodie. What's up? How you doing? Hello, sir. I was going to say you're you're converting one listener at a time. Rick on FM. I don't know what was just uh, what, happening there. Was you like is it starting to? Is that like a tagline or a slogan or something? No. Well, it just sounded good because I was just thinking, you know, walking and handing my phone off to my partner at work, going, "Hey, Rick's on FM now." Oh, I see. Okay, all right. You, you were freaking me out for a second. Like I thought I'd fallen back into some sort of a wormhole, and I was taking the last call again. All right, you were weirding me out. Uh, right. I was going to say it's nice to hear Tim back. Yeah, I started listening to you first thing this morning. Excellent. Great, great pick of tunes, by the way. Your first song ever. Um, you know, the, I, I have to say we played uh, the Ramones. Do you remember Rock and Roll Radio? Yep. And uh, yesterday on our last show on AM 970, we would man, we went through this long, long ass list of just. Like what we were going to play was going to be a and my my backup by the way my safety was ACDC because you could just never go wrong with that and never ever ever under any circumstances will anybody get irritated for ACDC and it was like we're going to do that are we going to do like a Weezer song are we going to do like a Dio song are we going to do whatever and w that Ramon song had always been on the list and I was at home talking to my my wife last night and and I just said. I said, I, I don't know, baby. It's so confusing. I got all these songs. What should I do? And she actually just looked at me, and God love her. She just said real simply, she goes, it's just got to be the Ramones. That's that's all there is to it. And like that that made the decision. So she just said it very simply. So, excellent. Uh, are you going to be spreading the word about this very fine radio program, sir? 
you know, I'll let you get back to that. Thanks so much. All right, there you go. That's wonderful. Attention advertisers, you too can reach this finely attuned demographic. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. It's Thursday. Uh, who is this? Is this me? Yes, it is. Hello, sir. Hey, this is Brandon from Silverton. Hello, sir. How are you today? Hey, good morning. Uh, it's good to hear you guys on FM radio. Good to be heard, I, my I thought about I thought about screaming, you know, like Tom Lyka style, but, you know, it's too early for that. Let's not have any screams, really. I mean, <laughs> Yes, that's not good. Uh, well, really, at this point in the morning, and I'm not trying to complain because I know there's people out there who have, you know, like real jobs where they got to go, like, pick up buckets of you know, meat or something and move them around. So I will say that just for this, and, and I think it really passed about 20 minutes into today's show, where, you know, because the program is airing here 5 to 9, and the first 20 minutes or so, I'm not going to say they were bad. It was just very much sort of a, here we are, this is actually happening. We have to sound awake and refreshed and ready here at 5 in the morning, which is, you know, like about 17 hours before we, we would typically be getting up. And it was actually such a surreal experience that the sound of Weezer, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Weezer, but Weezer sounded like it was going to rattle my brain apart at the seams. So we're going to try to avoid any screams for the immediate future. Absolutely. You know. I should say that because of the 5 a.m. start of the show, I did not go to sleep last night because I did not want to miss it. Good for you. <laughs> well done. Up. It was a safe role muscle, I think. Yeah. Well, sometimes you know, sir. Sometimes you just got to go about it like you know, sort of Spartans uh, style. One must just play through the pain. Sleep is for yeah. lightweights. And that that'll be for tomorrow. Excellent. All right. Well, we it is a, it is a high compliment uh, indeed, my friend. So thank you for staying. And by the way, uh, I, I should say that if anybody out there wonders about it, who it is that listens, not just to you know to us, but to the station, anybody out there, who is the Rick Emerson listener? Uh, it is this guy, Brandon, who in fact did not even go to bed, did in fact stay awake the whole night through, so that he didn't miss a single moment of this, the Rick Emerson radio program. That's uh. I would say that's almost entirely representative of the audience. So, well done, my friend. Thank well, you. Well, absolutely. We're the Emerson Army for a reason. Uh, um, but on that, I, I'd like to say to you, Sarah, and welcome back, Tim, even Thank Richie. You. Um, you guys aren't fake. You're not zany. You're all your now radio personalities. You're you're the real thing. And on that note. Bastard, bastard. <laughs> I didn't oh, see that one coming. Oh, <laughs> bastard, son of a bitch. All right, uh, you know. That makes I'm not so even gonna, worthwhile. You know, because mm -hmm. I'm not even going to mention I'm not even going to draw attention to that. Mm -hmm. We're going to pretend that didn't happen because you can just smell a trend beginning. All right, there you go. Some guy, you know, if some guys get the multi-syllable, uh, Baba Booey, we just get a click. And, you know, the best and worst thing about that is you don't even notice it until it's happened like three seconds ago. And you're kind of waiting for him to complete the thought, and then you hear that termination sound on the phone, and then you realize you've been horked. All right. Tim Riley is working on the following stories for your edification on this Thursday. Tim, what news stories might the people be hearing from you in the immediate future? Uh-oh. Sarah Palin's teenage daughter, the pregnant one who had a baby, she's kicked her boyfriend at the curb. Excellent. We'll have more about that. Foreclosures are up 30% in February. Oregon hit hard. We understand there was a house fire in southeast early this morning. A uh, man has been burned. The house fire at 5220 Southeast 104th Street. Mm. A jealous man kidnaps and assaults a friend who thought was having an affair with his wife. Is this a case of mistaken identity or incorrect facts? Uh, no, I guess he was right. Well, the acts weren't correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was trying to sort of give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Like, maybe it wasn't really the case. No, apparently it was, in fact, entirely the case. All right. Well done. All right, we'll do one more here. We'll take a break, and uh, we'll come back after this. Hi, you're on the Rick Everson Radio Program, sir, madam, as the case may be. Speak now for the amusement of your peers. Hello, amusing peers. How are you? Well, I guess that's us. Uh, we are fantastic. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Uh, right. Okay, Rick, I'm going to have to start taking notes because I think I heard you say radio listening bosom. Well, it's sort of a figurative bosom. 
Okay. It's a collective and universal bosom. That's awesome. And you also just said hort. Yes. So my um, vocabulary will increase exponentially by listening to you all this morning. That is, in fact, the case. Now, are you a, have you listened to us in the past? Are you a new listener? I have indeed. I've listened for many, many years. Excellent. Is this going to be one of those things where you say that you started listening to me when you were like in high school and now, you know, you're like an octogenarian and then I have to, I have to go cry myself to sleep? No, I'm approaching octogenarian status, but I have not been listening to you since high school. I've been listening to you maybe three years. Excellent. All right. What is your name? My name is Patty. All right, Patty, you call us anytime. You are utterly charming. You, uh, um, you give us a ring any morning. Thank you. Hey, well, I have to shout out to uh, Tim and Sarah because they are fantastic. I'm glad you got the whole team. All right. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Some sort of a... Hang in there. Bye. All right. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much. All right. It's always interesting when people call you and you can hear that there's another phone going off that is clearly theirs. You know, Chris Paddock carries three cell phones with him. Chris Paddock, who's the program, it, 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 it just seems like madness. I mean, it's a world gone crazy. Chris Paddock, who's the program director of this. Of uh, of, 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 well, but I don't see, I thought that too. See, that was my thing because Chris Paddock at programs uh, Rock 101 KUFO. He uh, programs our sister station, Jammin, uh, 107.5 or point five or dot five. I never know how to do anything. Uh, and then he's now programming AM 970, The Talker. And see, I thought the same deal, that he had one phone for each station. But no, and he's only got two ears. And to the best of my knowledge, he doesn't have more than two personalities. So the third phone is Not just sort of... to be determined. It's like a weird, why do men have nipples sort of a thing. Like, it's there, and I guess maybe it could serve some sort of ancillary purpose. But I'm unclear about, like, how things are demarcated among the three different phones. No. Uh, if we get a chance later on today, which we may not, we might uh, have Chris Paddock come join us here in the studio. So uh, what's going to happen around the corners? We'll do the top five. The top five great songs that have been ruined by their relentless inclusion in terrible films. May I just ask a question? Yes. Is one of them a recent film? Uh, well, it's not so much. Well, here's the thing. You know the song I'm thinking about. I really don't. Oh, no. no. You have, only... I can't believe that you wouldn't put that on there. Uh, maybe, but I mean, it's only been in one film where it was used poorly. But you know it's ruined forever. You can't be you can't be like screwing with the program. It's, it's <laughs> happened in like four minutes. All right, well, I'll take it under advisement. Fine, whatever. Um, we'll take a break. Come back after this with the top five. Uh, later on in this hour, we'll talk to CNN radio correspondent Lisa Desjardins about the stimulus package, which will help no one. Later on, Katie Darrell from TMZ. This is the Rick Emerson radio program on Rock 101 KUFO. the Rick Emerson radio program on Rock 101 KUFO. Let me just say this. We'll file this under problems that really nobody else cares about. Because it's also very relative. I was just agonizing to Sarah during the break that I don't even know when to ingest caffeine at this point because everything's just been... Everything's gone all cattywampus on me here. So we used to be on from 11 to 3. So if this was 11 to 3, what time would it be right now? This would be uh, 1.30. Okay, so it'll be 1.30. So I am a little bit late on my caffeine. I'm about 20 minutes behind. I see now. All right. And the pupil becomes the teacher, Sarah. Uh, it's 503-733-2970. Uh, I've been asked to say that because we have, uh, that's the number we're using at this juncture and probably for the next, I don't know, imagine the next few weeks or so. It's 503 
733-2970 if you'd like to interact with us telephonically. If you'd like to just uh, call Brent, who is actually board hopping the show in the KUFO studio, and just chat with him or, you know, just, uh, you know, just call up to hear uh, the sound of his dulcet tones in the morning. And Brent is very helpful and awesome. You can call the KUFO number. Yes, he is. Uh, he really is. Uh, he really is helping us uh, quite, quite wonderfully. He's uh, making this work very smoothly. It's 503-733-2970. Still to come, CNN Radio correspondent Lisa Desjardins will be talking to us from Capitol Hill and Katie Darrell from TMZ.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for today's top five here on the Rick Emerson radio program. Five, four, three, two, one, fire. Counting is wonderful. Counting is marvelous. Counting's the best thing to do. Counting is happiness, counting is ecstasy, I love to count, don't you? Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here is Tim Riley with today's Top 5. And as the Rick Emerson Show plunges headlong into the next stage of its evolution, we take a moment to ponder the world of music, which exists not just on the radio, but in all forms of media and entertainment. Sadly, however, there are many instances in which the joy and vitality of a great song is sapped by repeated use in the wrong context. These are the top five songs ruined by the constant use in terrible films. These are the top five songs that are probably still great in some sort of abstract sense, but would have been bleached of all goodness in a real-world sense by their repeated juxtaposition alongside a terrible piece of filmmaking. Tim Honor- Riley? Honorable mention goes to Leonard Cohen with Hallelujah. Baby, so, here <laughs> here's the thing about this. Here's the reason that this is the honorable mention, not on the actual list. Because A, it's a song that's so great that it can never really totally be ruined. Uh, it really is one of the greatest. And it's a relatively recent song, too, Leonard uh, Cohen, Hallelujah. I think it was written in the 80s, I think 85, 86. It is, in fact, the most covered song in Canadian history. There's a thing called the Hallelujah Project they do in Canada. Because their copyright law is a little bit uh, different there. And they're creating one web page as a repository for every known professional studio recording of this song. And they're already up to something like 740 or whatever. But I have to say, as great as this song is, I'm not saying Watchmen is a bad film as such. It's probably a, it's probably a failed experiment, if anything. But i got to tell you, if you've seen Watchmen, you know what I'm talking about. It's the worst sex scene in the history of all humanity. It is so awful. I mean, it's like there's no bleach for your eyes. There's no goggles strong enough to keep out the suck. It it's is, so bad. I just can't even believe in any world in which that scene was made. Tim, have you seen Watchmen yet? I have not. No. Uh, oh, it, my God. Here's the thing. Just know that there's a sequence that... And it becomes sort of... So it's like, it's like pornographic humping. <laughs> and then this song... But with a latex owl suit, and then they're floating above the city in a metal... Never mind. It wouldn't make any sense even if I explained it. A latex owl suit? <laughs> but just like, imagine, ma- like... Mascot sex? <laughs> but exactly. just imagine, like, horny faces, and then this, like... This song playing all slow and romantic, because she's just like, give it to me! I love like, your cowl. The thing about this song, though, so is it's such a great song, and it accompanies a sequence that is so bad, and it becomes like a bell curve, where... At first, it's funny, and then you kind of you sort of stop laughing because you think, wait a minute, no, 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 maybe this scene is supposed to be serious, maybe it's artistic, maybe there's a deeper layer of subtext here that I'm not quite getting at, you know, because in the book there was this whole undercurrent of sort of thwarted dreams and ambition and an alternate persona, and then you realize, no, it's it's just bad filmmaking. So thanks for that, Zack Snyder. Thank you. Just go over to Leonard Cohen's house and just punch him in the eye, why don't you? These are the top five songs ruined by their constant use in terrible films. Tim, number five, Steppenwolf, Born to Be Wild. 
I'm looking at you, uh, Stuart Little. This is a song that it is now no longer possible to listen to in anything but an ironic sense. And that really is, that's the enduring gift of a bad film, is it takes things that you might have cared about and just... Just, just fills them with emptiness and sadness and failure and sawdust and pain. I think the I last think of, like, time. Like horrible '80s dance sequence. Exactly, or something. and it's always and it's always in like daddy daycare, you know, oh. or again a, a small or wild hogs, <laughs> a small CGI mouse driving a plastic car around the kitchen. It, it always is like in the least rock context you can possibly imagine. So there you go. So eat that, hippies. These are the top five songs ruined by their constant inclusion in bad films. Number four, Smash Mouth All-Star. Here's the thing about this. You know, I have to admit, when I was in high school, I liked this song. Everybody liked this song. You know who likes this song? Guys who make trailers. You know how you can tell? Because it's in every trailer made for every film. Doesn't matter. Teaser trailer, regular trailer, the name of the Rose remake. I, I think you were talking about actual trailers. I was thinking, I was thinking of a trailer park. I'm like, how do, well, you, that too. how do you know what people are listening to in their trailers? Like like it's not possible that all of those are the case? God, I remember seeing Smash Mouth at Bumbershoot when I was in really? school. Really? Yeah. I'll take things that don't belong for a thousand. Were they right between the Indigo Girls and the <laughs> and like, uh, like Sugar Ray? Seriously. <laughs> Coming up later on, Ani DeFranco. Now, these guys. This is sort of the, if you don't have anything interesting to show about your movie, or if focus groups have already, in fact, revealed that your movie's going to suck, you just layer this over it like so much hollandaise sauce and just try to try to wash that stink away. It doesn't work, incidentally. I mean, I kind of I, I kind of like the song. It has that weird sort of, like a less interesting bare naked ladies thing, but mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's like, there's that thing that rock snobs will sometimes say, and I'm looking at you, like Velvet Underground listeners, say, well, this song really re- rewards repeated listens. And when they would say that a song rewards repeated listens, that means that you're going to hate it the first 50 or 60 times, but you will eventually find something to like about it. This is quite the opposite. You like it, and then it's like a piece of, uh, it's like a piece of chewing gum where the flavor gets chewed out almost immediately. These are the top five songs ruined by their constant inclusion in bad films. Number three, Queen, We Will Rock You. I'd like to apologize to Freddie Mercury on behalf of all humanity for taking a legitimately great song, anthemic, powerful, heavy, in your face, metallic in a certain sense, rhythmic, and really conveying a sense of rock and roll glory that only Freddie Mercury could get right. And by having Heath Ledger bouncing around on a horse, carrying a lance, before going off to some sort of wacky sequence where he's trying on a suit of armor to like a kind of a scratched up hip hop bed. And then they always come back to this. I mean, it's not enough that the song has to be put next to Gary Glitter at every sporting event. Uh, it's just every time you hear this, it's, it's like a tell. When you hear, this is like the canary in the musical or filmic coal mine. When you hear this in a trailer, I mean, in a way, it's sort of easy because you can take whatever the movie is off the list of things you need to see because you know that there's not going to be anything good about it. Great song, though. God, I can't convey how much I love Queen. Well, that's the great. That's the thing about all this. And even something like Born to Be Wild, which is easy to sort of smirk at, or Smash Mouth. They're all great songs, which is why they get used. Ad infinitum and nauseum. By the way, in case there's any doubt about this, Freddie Mercury is in fact the greatest person who's ever lived. So just file that away if anyone should ask. These are the top five songs ruined by their constant use in terrible films. Tim Riley. Number two, James Brown. I feel good. I feel good. I don't know if I've ever actually seen this in a trailer or a film, but I'm...
Oh, I'm sorry. There was a little something there. I don't know why that. I don't know why that happened. Well, that's the joy of live radio. That was James Brown. Then it became the Trogs. Now we're back to James Brown. Huh? Uh, I feel like I'm having some sort of a flashback. <laughs> this what is it? This what it's like to listen to Jack. Oh my God! It's like you're torturing me or something. Stop doing that. I feel good. No, sir. It's like an iPod on shuffle. Everybody likes that. It's like you're trying to waterboard. <laughs> Seriously, it's like waterboarding my ears right now. I'm sorry that it's supposed to be a beautiful song, but... It's almost hard to believe that Charlie hasn't used that as a slogan. It's like waterboarding for your ears. If the waterboarding were done by a robot that they claimed was a real person. It's the waterboarding we can all agree on. Damn, it's the torture that everybody at work uh, finds equally satisfying. Anyway, I don't know if I've ever actually seen this in a film, but when I hear this song, I just picture Joe Beth oh, Williams have... dancing around in the kitchen singing this song into like a ladle. Yeah. I had Diane Keaton in my head. Exactly. Or Cher. But only Cher like Mermaid Cher, where it's three generations of women all learning about life, love, loss, and happiness. Is it like a cooking montage, too? Or are they all like making yes. a, big, a big dinner together? Where they have a wacky fa- family with sort of sumptuous traditional ethnic dishes. It's really strange to hear things in stereo. I'm used to mono. Imagine how the audience feels. These are the top five songs ruined by their constant inclusion in terrible films. Tim Riley? Number one, George Thorogood, Bad to the Bone. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have said the Wild Hogs thing. I mean... This is Wild Hogs. It was really only ever used once well. Well once. That's some interesting syntax right there. When, when, when? It was used once well then once... Boy, I feel like E.E. E. Cummings over here. I just have no sense of how that, how that phrasing goes together. But it was used well in Terminator 2. Terminator 2 used it well, and you could also make the point that Oliver Stone's talk radio uh, used it to great effect because it was actually used as a radio bumper. You know, it was a piece of music uh, bringing the guy back from a so commercial break. the guy's all, like, murdered in the... Yes, yes, it is. Uh, it, and I really do love George Thorogood. And you know what? And anybody that not like that, uh, you can lump it. You can take it down the road and dump it, friend. Uh, I like George Thorogood in a totally unironic way, and if, uh, if you have an issue with that, that is your own boggle. I will say that... It's a great song that I just can't listen to. I mean, it's right there. It, I would say it's in the top five songs that I love that I just don't ever need to hear ever again. Because it's like you just hear the opening riff and the rest of it goes through your head. And then it's accompanied by like Martin Lawrence doing something sort of like nutty. And then there's like a white guy that screams a lot. And then they go, Whoa! and then there's somebody in a fat suit. And then I'm supposed to call it brilliant. I picture a lot of balding men in do-rags. <laughs> Excellent. Block party weekends. Back after this, the Rick Emerson Show continues next. It's Rock 101, KUFO. Great. I just I just didn't really ever think I'd be hearing bad religion on the radio in this 7 o'clock uh, hour, which, I, which is wonderful. It's just one of those things. I haven't worked in music radio since 1994. Yes, four. So it's been 15 years since I went to music radio. And Tim was saying this, I mean, came in at four in the morning, and this ACDC blaring out of the speakers, which is fantastic. It's just, what did I you ask? note Neil listening to ACDC. Like, what kind of a world am I living in? It's great. It really is. As is your want. Um, anyway, so bad religion, really. There are, a few, there are a few better ways to start your morning. Oh, I'm sorry, Tim. What's up, traffic? Well, traffic... Sadly, there were no accidents. People are driving in an orderly manner today. That may change, and if it does, we'll let you know. But well, Apparently, there's some ball of fire rising over the Cascades right now. So I uh, believe that's the sun. All right. I wasn't warned. No one told me. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us today. It is 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Coming up in a mere moments, Tim Riley at the news desk. 
This is one of those little bits of business we can do on the air. Are we going to call it the news desk? It was the Ministry of Truth. It was the news desk. It was something else. It, you, for, at one point, you were in some sort of figurative tower somewhere. Is that when we were in the coin building? The coin high above the bottom of the high coin tower. High atop the bottom of the coin tower. We were actually sitting in a closet. Not now. No, uh, then. Uh, no, we were at yeah. We were in this we room that was from a unbelievably small. I mean, it was really just uh, it, we were just jammed in there like roaches in a motel. We could only so. fit one knee in the door. <laughs> exactly. We could we could only fit in half of our wit at that time. Fortunately, things have evolved. So uh, we'll call it the news desk for now. That'll be the sort of uh, that'll be the the name we use as of today. And then we'll you know when they have a consultant uh, look at it and then uh, they'll do some call out research on it. They'll hook test that name. Uh, we'll do news here in a moment. Let's take some of these telephone calls. Hello, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's Thursday. Speak now and amuse everyone. Hello, Rick. Hey. This is Andy. Wait a minute. This is Andy. The... I'm sorry. This is... Hold on a second. I have... We are a morning show. Let me find a sound effect for Andy. Andy! There we go. Oh, my God. Are you calling from inside a car wash? What's going on? I am calling from a Max platform because I am bringing you cinnamon rolls. By the way, we should, we should say that it, like it, like a lot of radio shows, so as it, as we sort of move from one place to another, one station to another, so you're going to be, uh, you know, a lot of people are discovering the show for the first time. A lot of people have been with us for X number of years. This is Andy, uh, formerly known as Andy the homeschool kid, who I do believe, I believe you are in fact a man now. You have reached the age of majority. Is that so? Yes, however, I am still homeschooling because I'm studying for my GED. Because education never stops, Andy. Really, your brain is the most important uh, tool you'll ever have, and you need to invest into it. What are you you studying now exactly? Uh, Pretty much everything. I'm prepping for my GED test. Wait a minute. So so even though you're 18, when you're a homeschool kid, you you don't – it's not like a regular test? It's just like the same GED that anybody would take? Yeah, I have to take regular state-mandated tests so that I can prove I'm not, you know, just goofing off at home all day. Now, wait, couldn't you just take your GED when you're like, uh, I don't know, like 15, 16, something like that? Well, yeah, actually, a couple of my friends did do that. I'm just, well, to put it bluntly, I'm not a genius like they are. I'm just saying, man, if they wouldn't let me take the GED when I was like 10, I would have. And then I would have just, uh, and then I would have just effed off uh, for the next eight years. I mean, really, uh, so, all right. So you're bringing us pastries of some kind. Yes. I also wanted to inform you that when Richie screened my call, he uh, sung it to me. I don't understand. Please do explain. Sang, as in melodies. I I know what singing... All right, let's back up. I know what singing means. What do you mean when he screened your call, he sang it? He made up a tune on the spot and instead of saying Rick Emerson... Did he say, like, you've, you've reached the Rick Emerson show. What is your name, please? Yes. All right, well, That's pretty much what he did. there's a long list of talking to's that are going to happen later on. All right, thank you, Andy. You're welcome. All right, I appreciate it. There you go. That's Andy. And let me just... Uh... Shiny, a slang term for great use in the television series Firefly and the movie Serenity. That's how we roll, kids. <laughs> One more, and then we'll do some news. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Uh, hello, sir or madam, as the case may be. Hello. Hello. Hi, yes. Hi. Um, Hi. I have a couple things. How about the Tim Riley News Alter? Tim Riley News Alter, genuflect before him. What's that? Never mind. Uh, what is your other thing, Miss? Um, oh, I just wanted to say uh, how excited I am that you guys are, uh, you know, on FM now. And I've had to adjust my whole schedule, so I'm really tired. But See, you're all I'm, worth it. I, we are, and, and so are you. And let me just say this. I like how it wasn't even a question for you. It wasn't like it was a thing you were debating. It wasn't a thing you took under advisement. There was some sort oh, of no. internal struggle. You just said, I was obliged to adjust my entire schedule. And so yes. that is exactly the, uh, that is the devotion of the Rick Emerson listener. And so we thank you. What yes. is your name? My name's Laura. Laura, all right. How'd you discover I, this uh, radio program? Um, about two years ago, 
just, uh, oh, you know, I used to listen to 970 when it was the comedy station. Like, was, all they played was stand-up comedy. And when it then, was, like, endless endless uh, repetitions of the same 30-second yeah. Bernie Mac bit. Those were glory days. Got it. Yeah, yeah, All right. And uh, I stumbled upon you. I have a question. Yes. Um, how are you guys planning to, uh, to the new listeners, like, bring over all your inside jokes, your white wheat sourdough, English muffin bagel? Tim Riley's God. All well, these people who've never heard you are going to be like, what? Well, I'll say this. I'd actually, you know, it's funny. Chris Paddock and I, and Chris Paddock is the program director of Rock 101 KUFO, and he and I sort of talked about that this morning. And it was, he was like, you know, how much are we going to sort of have to explain what stuff is? Or just sort of explain it in advance? Or if a guest is coming on? Or if we're playing a sort of a... Shiny, a slang term for great use in the television series Firefly and the movie Serenity. And I was like, well, how much of that is going to be set up? And I'm really of two minds on this. But there's... And either you can make a case for 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 two different approaches. One is the theory that it's it's you know it is like a, the immersion method of learning a language. You know what? You can either go to class or they can just kick you out in the Dominican Republic for three months and then you'll come back knowing how to speak a second language. There's that. Or I was actually. Th- what do you guys think about this? Uh, I'm going to run this by Sarah and Tim. What do you think? Of, and I don't have the actual sound effect that we would use, so I'll have to use um, <laughs> that. I don't have a real sound effect for now. So it's the sound Is of court. It, no, it's court. Okay. Um, but I was thinking about doing something called, I was going to call it like an audio asterisk. And it was going to be whenever we referenced something that I knew was a little bit of an inside joke or something that maybe not everybody would understand. For example, if we did like a little like a catchphrase or if we had like a guest that maybe didn't get the proper amount of setup, that we would use the audio asterisk. For example, I would say this. I would say... Um, uh, so when we played, like when when the shiny sound effect we just played, uh, I would do an audio asterisk, which is Ugh. the shiny sound effect is used to denote that someone is geeky or nerdy or in other ways steeped in the ways of science fiction and talks with a voice that sounds a lot like this. Okay, I think that works. So it would be, you know, and I would do that for the first couple of days. So all right, that's there you go. Exactly. What we all right. Anything else today, Miss? Uh, I love you guys, and I'm just so happy that you're on FM. Thank you so much. Spread the word. Will do. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. On that note, uh, let's go to Tim Riley at the news desk. In the news with Tim Riley. Bernard Madoff has pled guilty to a massive Fonzie scheme. What is the what is the point of that? Pleading guilty. Steal $55 billion or don't steal $55 billion. But you're going to be a man about it. Steal it and see it, just see it all the way to the end. What is the point of that? You squeal like a pig in hot oil the first time the man leans on you. Jesus. Not a world of men. Prosecutors in Skagit County, I'm sorry, Skagit County, Washington. No one knows. Have charged an Oregon Skagit man County. with living the swingers' lifestyle. They could have led to murder in the slaying of a substitute teacher and assistant track coach, all reportedly involved. Kenneth McBride has been arrested at his home in Lebanon, Oregon. He lived in Skagit County when Jeremy Skelly was shot to death April 2008. They served a search, a search warrant at the home of McBride and his wife Vanessa after the body was found. They seized firearms, among other items. That's hard to believe. Uh, documents say a child, which uh, Miss McBride gave birth to, could have been conceived during a period when she had a sexual encounter only with Kenneth McBride and Scully and Kenneth McBride had undergone a vasectomy. But this is, I don't understand anything here. This is like the some weird... Swinger lifestyle. I, but it, this is like some... It's like Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, but it's slightly out of focus, and I can't tell who's who here. So... Who was having sex with who, whom, who, whatever? Who? What was happening? What was being inserted where? And then the baby happened at some point, and then somebody shot somebody. Yes. I yeah, guess I'll just take this, these elements home and assemble the story in my head later. Maybe right. we can bring it back. Well, there was some sexing, and then some shooting, and some bleeding. We well, do have and... a cannibal watch to get to. Really? Excellent. Ladies cannibal. and gentlemen, wait, hold on a second. 
Ugh. Cannibal Watch, a new story involving the consumption of human flesh by another living person. Here's your Cannibal Watch for Thursday. Not necessarily a person. Tim Riley with your Cannibal Watch for Thursday. So this is a double, and I, I included uh, this creature in because, well, technically kind of, it is a Cannibal Watch. Uh, we hear about all these uh, monkeys uh, eating uh, human faces and genitals and whatnot. <laughs> and oh, whatnot. Yeah. Really, it's the whatnot that they go for. That's, that's, that's the hardest to replace. But, but not, let's not paint all monkeys with the same brush because if given a choice, chimpanzees clearly prefer cooked carrots, sweet potatoes, and beef. If given alternatives. Uh, this from a new study, it showed uh, some gorillas and orangutans were also tested, and uh, most uh, loved uh, cooked beef, much better than human flesh. So this is, wait, is this like you're trying to, I was going to say wean your monkey, which is an amusing statement. Wean is this like monkey. if you have a, some sort of a chimpanzee that's gone crazy and you're trying to get it off the, uh, off, off the human flesh kick? Correct. So this is, uh, all right, okay. Without the use of antibiotics. Maybe just... Maybe just the answer is don't have a thing in your house that can deadlift a thousand pounds and then, oh, yeah, pull off your scrotum. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, I don't want to think outside the box or anything. I'm just that's trying crazy to talk, keep, right? all, keep all my options open. All right. That's part one. Part two. Yes. Uh, let's go to uh, Germany, where cannibals are plentiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. A German engineer who killed and ate a willing victim in a high-profile pro- case that shocked the country, even Germany, must serve a life sentence for the murder after the court rejected his appeal. Oh, this is the guy that invited somebody over to eat. Is this a sort of, is this like the guy that's the gold standard for cannibalism? Is this the, the he placed the ad about uh, wanting to be peppered and eaten? Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so uh, the fellow was bleeding profusely. He fell unconscious. Then a video recorder was still rolling. Uh, the cannibal here in question uh, laid him out on the bench, uh, kissing him on the lips before plunging a knife into his throat. Okay. He then uh, suspended the victim on the meat hook. Oh, God. Well, this is Germany. And good morning to everyone. (laughs) And uh, froze uh, 30 kilograms of flesh in parcels and later ate some with cabbage and potatoes. Well, to do do otherwise would just be wasteful, Tim. I mean, really, it's an ounce of... Why should monkeys have all the fun? An ounce of prevention. All There's right. our cannibal watch for today. Fantastic. There's your double cannibal watch and take a break. Back after this, Katie Darrell from TMZ.com. After that, we'll talk to Lisa Desjardins from CNN Radio. More of your phone calls and amusements oh, of all the, varieties. Uh, the horse biting off the man's testicle stories. We'll get to that. Well, there's a whole other hour, Tim. We'll, we'll try to do that after we talk about the traffic hey now man thing. Back after this, the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Say, I was just saying this during the break, uh, and then as this song was playing, I was, uh, that was Mr. Brownstone by Guns N' Roses. It was like one of the best songs in the history of everything. It's one of the best songs uh, ever ever been committed to any uh, any form of media. I think it's fantastic. It's not even 8.15, and we're already playing heroin songs. Because yeah. it used to be in radio, you would have to wait until like at least noon to do that. No, no, no. No, no, no. We're... We're kind of right no, these were hand picked by Chris Paddock, which is why I love them. Chris Paddock uh, hand picks all of the songs about heavy duty narcotics right here at the Rock 101 KUFO. That's when they tell the clients to tune in. No, 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 no. Listen, it's an all heroin block in Morning Drive, and we really find that it resonates well with the demographic. 
And it does. All right. It is the Rick Emerson radio program uh, here on Rock 101 KUFO alongside Sarah X. Dillon, Tim Riley, who is working on the following stories for your edification on this Thursday. Tim. Sarah Palin's once pregnant teenage daughter and the father of her love child, they have split up. Locally, we have money to burn. It's going to cost $88 million to renovate PGE Park, but why not? It'll bring in Major League Soccer. Yes. Uh, A Vancouver robber had to settle for just stealing Mexican food after the cashier told him she didn't have any money for him to rob. Good news, FedEx will add hundreds of jobs in Troutdale. Chris Brown withdraws from consideration from Nickelodeon as a Kids Kids Choice Award winner. I'm still back at the fact that it's 88 million plus another 15 million, which has really never been sufficiently explained to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is one of those for those who uh, maybe haven't been listening to us for a long time. You're the new listener. This is like one of those things where we ought to get Richie to call up uh, Sam Adams on his cell phone. We had this whole uh, kerfuffle that happened on the program I don't know a couple, couple months ago, and I think it was actually before the the election. And everything. We were talking to somebody about it was when there was all of that confrontation happening between cyclists and motorists. There was a whole lot of like you, you know get out of my way bicycle get out of my way auto and. We were trying to figure out there was some sort of minutia. There's some very specific thing with the with the bicycle law, and we were trying to figure out where bicycles had the right of way, and it had to do with like a left hand turn or something or other. And the next thing we know, it's like Richie, who was our uh, production assistant, who was the one screening the calls, and he's sort of handling the podcast. The next thing we knew, he had called uh, Sam Adams on his private cell phone and was getting them on the on the on the air. And I think out of an important meeting of some kind, they answered the bicycle question. So you know, who knows. And he may have free time in the future, so maybe we can get him on to discuss the stadium at that point. But it's only eighty-eight million dollars. <laughs> well, Tim, it's a it's a bargain. At, it's a bargain at twice the price. They still need to find fifteen million more, which shouldn't be a problem. You know, Tim, a hundred and three million dollars is We're a sure. small it's a small price to pay for the gripping excitement of a one-one tie that takes three hours to achieve. Uh, hello, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. How can I help you, sir, or madam, as the case may be? Hi, Rick. Hi, Sarah. Hello, hi. Happy hi, Tim. Hello. Hello. This is Sarah from Puerto Rico. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, di- I'm sorry. I was distracted by a thing now. And by a thing, I mean Richie typing me a note. Hold on one second. Let me just do a little something. Richie, what are you telling me about uh, Katie Darrell from TMZ? Well, I just got down her Eastern Times, and she's actually in the So, you've... All right. So, she'll be here in three hours. <laughs> I didn't understand, understand anything that? what that was. It was okay. all just pops and buzzes. That's fantastic. It's like the closing credits to WKRP. It's just a bunch of it's a bunch of open-ended vowel sounds and like whistling. All right, well, whatever. We'll we'll figure it out. I'm sorry. I I, I, I was neglecting uh, neglecting the call. Is this Sarah from Puerto Rico? Yes, My heart's is. devotion. Excellent. Thank you. What time is it in Puerto Rico? Uh, right now it's almost eleven. Excellent. So this is actually not too terribly early for you. This is this is actually a, this is not like you're having to crank yourself out of bed like way early to listen to the uh, the glorious sounds yes, of our voices. Yes, I can actually listen to you on the drive to work. Excellent. That is really cool. And by the way, we should actually say this is a good time to talk about uh, our colleagues Gordon Fatboy, who uh, broadcast here in the afternoon, afternoons three to seven, and they show Battlestar Galactica every Friday at Baghdad. And tomorrow, 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 kids, Friday, Katie Sackoff from Battlestar Galactica is going to be here and. I bring that up because Sarah, who's on the phone right now from Puerto Rico, actually was here, flew to Seattle and drove from Seattle to here about a month ago to be at one of the Battlestar Galactica screenings. Actually, from Puerto Rico to Seattle to here uh, for Battlestar Galactica, which is just like it was just unbelievably uh, great. So I, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be here for Katie Sackoff tomorrow, but it's uh, it's going to be pretty uh, pretty righteous. Yeah, All it right. was something, but I'm I'm actually right now in Portola. 
Well, did some work, so I couldn't fly back. Sorry, Mr. Like Globetrotter. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to, to call us. And I know it's like you get a whole thing where you have to get a slide rule to figure out exactly when to get on the phone to us. But please to be uh, spreading the word all over the continent, Sarah. I will. And I'm very excited for, the, for now more people to, to learn what makes her so, so special and probably the best damn radio show in this hemisphere. So Excellent. I'm Th- very excited to thank have you, more, Sarah. It more is- of your army around. Thank you, my friend. It never goes unappreciated. All right. Thank you so much. There you go. That is Sarah in Puerto Rico, ladies and gentlemen. It's always that weird thing where there's like the, the, like the half-second lag when you're talking to somebody who's far away on the phone, mm-hmm. and then you can't figure out if maybe it, they just can't hear you, and then you start stepping on them like you're talking to the Peter Arnett in Kuwait or something. So uh, We'll do a few more of these. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Tim Riley, News, Lisa Desjardins from CNN, and all that. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program on Rock 101 KUFO. Uh, who might this be? Now, this is Bruce Agler, the... Former godlike program, or is it godlike former program? I think we decided Hello. it was actually going to be uh, programmer emeritus. Oh, that's right. Yes, I gave myself a new title. I, I felt uh, uh, for those uh, who are uh, either if you have been familiar with our show in the past, or if in fact if you're just sort of a radio nerd, Craig Adams. Um, then you know who Bruce Agler is, and Bruce Agler is the man who made the fateful decision to pair Tim Riley, Sarah Dillon, and myself uh, together on this radio show uh, back in 2001, 2002. Uh, so when you hear sort of the, the, the core three of us here, uh, that was a decision made by uh, the voice on the phone, Bruce Agler. Well, thank you very much, and good morning. <laughs> wow. Good morning. Uh, yes. 11 minutes after 8 o'clock. Please don't do that. And R- R- Rick Emerson on rock radio now. It's uh, it really, I was actually, there's that moment in that movie, that thing you do, which is all about that band, The Wonders, and they, you know, they're playing in Erie, PA or whatever, and then they end up on, they end up on a, the Cavalcade of Stars or whatever that network show is, sort of an Ed Sullivan thing. And there's this great moment in the movie, That Thing You Do, which is one of the finest films ever made, where Steve Zahn turns uh, to the guy who plays Guy Patterson, and they're getting ready to play the song live on television across the country, coast-to-coast, sort of Beatles style. And he just he looks, and he has that big, great, goofy grin on his face that only Steve Zahn can really do. And he says, Skitch, how did we get here? And we were actually having that discussion during the, the last break here. We were sort of getting ready to come back on to crack the mics and talk again, and we actually said, how, how is it that we are here? And it... Not to be too maudlin or, or, or long about it, but it really is because of A, uh, the audience, and B, CBS, and C, uh, the fact that uh, the, uh, Bruce Eggler here had the foresight to match us all together some years back. So. Well, well, thank you. Thank you for that. I, I don't know how much credit I really deserve, but uh, just, I wanted to call this morning and congratulate you guys and tell you how proud I am. And, hey, it's just so exciting. It really I'm is. just blushing like a schoolgirl. Yeah, the, the only thing is now that we're on rock radio, we need to bring back Rock Chick Katie, too, I guess. I, I think she's doing like a hot AC format yeah, or something yeah, she's in, a, in L.A. She's AC Katie these days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, today's hits and yesterday's favorites. God almighty. All right, Bruce Agler. There's bread for the 1,000th time. Programmer emeritus who matched me with a, a girl uh, named Katie way back when, who bore a stunning resemblance, by the way, to Debbie Gibson, and probably still does, who uh, is in uh, Los Angeles playing hits for the people. Bruce Agler, um, so once again from all of us, thank you for matching myself and Tim Riley and Sarah X. Dillon, because had it not been for that step, uh, we would not be uh, now here entertaining the good people of Portland, Oregon on KUFO, sir. What a glorious day it is for all of Portland to, to get to hear your voice on glorious FM stereo. It's like the sun has come out for the first time in a millennium. Or something. All right. Thank you. There you go. That's uh, Bruce Agler, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right. We will be having uh, Katie Darrell from TMZ, uh, Richie Tells Me, in 90 seconds. So uh, we'll do this. Hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program, sir, madam, as the case may be. Speak now and entertain. Hey, Tim Riley. Welcome to FM, my brother. Why, thank you very much. It's great to be here in stereo. Absolutely. I am, I, I'm listening to you guys' show. I've listened to you guys a couple times back in the AM. I just didn't have problems getting you guys before, but... Uh, 
I'm so glad you guys are on now, man. Not it's anymore just... at 100,000 watts. Sure. You can reach us halfway to the moon. We are now. Somebody actually. Did you say someone wrote from Olympia, Washington? Uh, we yeah. didn't have a. You know, we just, he wasn't able to hold on. I think he had to do a thing. But uh, there was a guy who called early and wanted Richard to know that he was actually nearly to Olympia and he was still hearing us. And again, it, you know what? Uh, I've worked on. Uh, AM radio for, I'm trying to figure if it's the majority of my radio career, but I mean, certainly for a long time. And AM signals are really weird. I was having a conversation with somebody about this yesterday, that there's really no middle ground with AM radio. It, you it either can circle. Well, and it follows the curve of the earth. And FM is line of sight. Exactly, Tim. And that means that there's only two, there's really only two stages of AM listening. One is you can get it, no lie, like in Norway. When we were on AM 970, honest to God, I would get these postcards, and it would be a guy named like Hergen Fliegenflergen. And his name would have like an, like an O with a line through it or something. And he would say, like, I, I am listening to fine radio program here in Ice Flow or whatever it is. And, and, you know, and, and he would you know, send a little tape of it because you can get us across the globe. Or you're downtown and you drive underneath a stoplight and the entire station just shorts out on you. So uh, here on KUFO, it actually is 20 times the signal. So uh, we're proud to be doing it, sir. Absolutely. All right. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. Please spread the word. I'm doing that. All right, excellent. There you go. One more, then we'll talk to Katie Darrell from TMZ, and then we'll take a break. And Lisa Desjardins from CNN. Hello, hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Hey, Rick. Hello, sir. Hey, congratulations on your FM gig, guys. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I'll thank all the listeners out there for making you guys popular enough to get you up here. Well, it is. Uh, I, yes. Anyway. Uh, and then an awkward pause fell into the conversation, yes. Yeah. Brain fart. Okay, we'll call it good. It's 503-733-2970. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show our good friend Katie Darrell from TMZ.com, purveyors of the finest in news. Hello, Katie Darrell. How are you today? Well, you're getting something really special right now. This is what I like to call my morning voice. <laughs> I would say that it has a certain Lauren Bacall quality, yeah, which is yeah. uh, somewhat endearing. So. I like to think of it a little bit more like Demi Moore. Um, you're the first people I've actually spoken to today, so I'm sorry that I haven't worked it out. Next time, I will definitely do some like uh, vocal training in the shower. So like a vocal calisthenic thing. And really, in terms of Demi Moore, I would say that it's somewhere between Indecent Proposal Demi Moore and uh, A Few Good Men uh, Demi Moore, which uh, means that I'm just envisioning a really white starched outfit right now. So I'm just going to be alone <laughs> with that thought later on. What is uh, what is going on in the world of TMZ? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I, I, I hate to kind of pound this one into the ground, but oh, that was so a really bad choice of words, too. Uh, we've got so many updates here on Rihanna and Chris Brown. It, it, this story of them getting back together kind of becomes a little bit more disgusting each time you hear about it. But apparently Rihanna and Chris Brown have now recorded a duet together. Seriously. Right. You know, if I were a lesser radio host and if this were a lesser program, we would immediately begin opening the phones to ask, hey, what song should they record? Oh, so, I know, right? Yeah. And then everybody would fill in the bad Love joke that I'm thinking her. of. See, I was going to go hit me, baby, one more time. Oh, and see, oh man. You, yeah, All totally. Right. You, right. you win hands down right there. You're much smarter than me. Well, that's what, yeah, let's call it that. Let's, but let's, this is what we're hearing. When they're in the recording studio, uh, things were, quote, very, very emotional. The feeling in the room was Pure love. Again, that was a quote from someone that was in the inside. We also found out that there was playful touching going on while they were doing this duet. It's so, playful, bad touching, Katie. Let's have no illusions about that. Exactly. We have a poll online right now. People can go up and vote. You can you know, vote whether you think that the duet is sweet or disgusting. And it looks
looks like hands down people are voting that this is disgusting that um, the couple would either be doing even be doing this right now. And the fact that they're sneaking around doing it late at night means that they both know that they're up to no good. But that's where the next debate comes in because we're being told that the people from the Rihanna camp are not supportive of them re, you know, getting back together and hanging out. They don't want the couple to be seen in public together, whereas Chris Brown's camp is doing anything to possibly get a photograph of them snapped together because they think that would be nothing but positive for his career. So there's a lot of battling going back and forth. And then it gets, the root of the problem comes back to the night of the alleged beat-up between Chris Brown and Rihanna. It's because Rihanna had allegedly read a text message on Chris Brown's phone uh, it was a three-page text message she said in the police report for someone that he had a previous sexual relationship with, and we found out that the phone number that the text message came from was uh, his manager, and she's like 40 years old, and he was 16 at the time when they were having this alleged affair. Um, so a lot of stuff is getting really tangled up in this because, of course, his Brown want, Chris Brown's camp wants to get a photograph of them back together because they want to defer the publicity that potentially it's the manager that's causing all this. Good God almighty. And let's just be very clear about something right now. When you say that, you know, that the, you were talking about this poll about whether the duet is a good idea, but there's no hands down winner. When you're dealing with Chris uh, Brown, that's always a hands up situation. Yeah. So, uh, the, the, I, the, this is one of those things that I, I often sort of cut myself uh, short on this. Undoubtedly, the next time we speak, this will still be going on because there's uh, lots to talk about it with this. But I, I will just say, I will just say at this point that while these are all uh, while these are all allegations, it's interesting to see that they haven't even really waited for the, the trial part of this or the conviction or acquittal part of it to happen before they've immediately gone to the sort of revolting reconciliation phase. So I like to see that they're getting some efficiency over there. Yeah, oh, I know. God. Boom, boom. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, huh? <laughs> Okay. You're all with the great uh, choices of words today, Katie. I, I like talking to you in the morning. All right. I know. It's like the ambient hasn't even worn off. You should go drive right now. Yeah, upright, heavy machinery. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Katie Darrell from TMZ. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Talk to you guys next week. Congratulations right. on the move. Thank you so much. All right, there you go. Katie Darrell. All right. I like her. She's a fireball. I dig her. She's a tigress. You know what it is? She's like an externalized female id. Uh, for me, really. I mean, it was sort of like a manifestation of all uh, my less sane moments and inclinations. We'll take a break. After this, CNN Radio correspondent Lisa Desjardins. Speaking of Yang to Yin, uh, we'll talk to us from Capitol Hill. We'll have more with Tim Riley, your phone calls, etc. It is the Rick Emerson radio program. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Don't go anywhere, kids. We're back after this. Northbound, just south of Everett. The right lane is closed. That's traffic from Rock 101 KUFO. That was sort of like the jauntiest rollover report I've ever heard. Well, I try to be upbeat. I mean, it is a morning show. As, yes, it is, Tim. This email says, best show ever. Good morning, uh, Rick, Sarah, Tim, Richie. OMG, it's the best show ever. All caps. Uh, Tim is back. Hooray. Uh, I was a little worried the show would change, but it hasn't at all. It's like putting on an old, worn pair of jeans. It's very comfortable. It's just been infused with 100,000 watts in rock and roll, says uh, your loyal lesbian listener, Jerry. Well, hello, Jerry, and how are you today? Hello, Jerry. Hello, Jerry. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101, KUFO, 503-733-2970. Coming up, more of your calls and the news with Tim Riley. Ladies and gentlemen, from Capitol Hill... CNN Radio correspondent Lisa Desjardins. Hello, Lisa. How are you today? Hey, hey, guys. Hi. Hi, Lisa. Morning. 
I uh, I feel like I've, I had to sort of uh, clarify where you were instead of just saying the hill, which I guess if people were sort of uh, unfamiliar with right. the nature of the program or the nature of your news, uh, they might... <laughs> the nature of my news, exactly. I'm just, they might feel like you were broadcasting from some sort of a terrible show on MTV or something. So I wanted to but, be... But, you know, you don't know. We tell you that I'm in, on Capitol Hill. You know, uh, you know what? Excuse you, me. You could be in Boise for all I know. That's I mean, really, honestly, I, I have no idea. I've never gone to Washington, D.C. and seen you. I've, you could be in Pocatello uh, working at some sort of a crab hut. I mean, I have no idea. So, hey, is it true that Washington, D.C. actually got statehood, not statehood, but representation or something within the last uh, six months or so? Did that happen and nobody told me? All right. Now, you know, you know that this is touching a nerve with me uh, as a, you know, this is my hometown. And knowing that Washington, D.C. has had taxation without representation for hundreds of years now, uh, the answer is no. That actually what happened is the Senate passed a bill that would have given D.C. Uh, a vote in, in the House. And we're also given a vote to Utah, which, of course, makes tons of sense, although it, it kind of does. Um, but it has, it is held up in the House itself. Uh, Republicans want to, are basically threatening to attach um, some gun rights provisions. And by doing that, they know that they would bring aboard a whole bunch of Democrats. So Democratic leadership is very nervous about this gun rights legislation that they think would pass as part of a D.C voting law, and it's in limbo because of that. Well, let me just say this real quickly before we move on to the actual news at hand. I mean, let's, let's all, let's just, we're all adults here, let's just speak honestly. It yeah. seems like Washington, D.C. could probably get whatever they wanted just by, like, the whole place turning en masse and glowering uh, at the rest of the country. Right. I mean, I wouldn't screw with D.C. If D.C. was a person, uh, it would be a person standing outside my window holding a razor-sharp knife and probably covered in sort of ill-designed jailhouse tattoos and singing to themselves <laughs> in their mother's voice. So... You know, it's true. I don't know why they don't galvanize that. I just, it, 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 just walk en masse with the, you know, I don't know, old razors, I guess. I don't know. Hey, hey, I'm advocating that now that I think about it. Hey, where are we with, like, I guess we're now into the second stimulus thing of, like, 70 or whatever that we're going to get. So what is the, is that happening? Has it already happened? Did it pass and nobody told me? What is the deal? All right, I guess I'll, I'll try and make this brief because it has been a mess in the last day over this story about a second stimulus. Two days ago, House Speaker Pelosi said the door is open, essentially, to another round of stimulus. And a lot of economists say that they, they think there's going to have to be one. You know, there's a big debate there. So she says this. Everybody kind of you know, goes, wah-wah. And uh, then her chief money guy, the chairman of House Appropriations, David Obie, tells one of CNN's reporters the same thing. He says, yeah, I've directed my staff to start working on it. All right, so that hits the news cycle. And then the next day, the, the phones are ringing off the hook from frantic Democratic staffers saying, it's not true, we're not working on anything, nothing's going on, we're not thinking, we're not breathing, nothing, nothing on a second stimulus. Uh, you know, I, I think what's, and then I, I actually spoke to another congressman, um, Alfie Hastings from Florida, randomly asked him about this, and he said, yeah, we've been told that we're supposed to be thinking about whether to do a second stimulus. And the House uh, staffers say, no, he's not, he's not right, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but they're not going on the record. Everyone there is high. That's, Everyone here is high. That's just the only explanation. This has got to be the case. It's driving me bananas. I think what the truth is is that they are in the long term considering that maybe there will have to be a second stimulus, and they're trying perhaps to prepare for it. Republicans would say, well, Democrats you know, are looking for every chance they can to spend money. Democrats say, no, we're trying to be prudent. Uh, so I think they're kind of conceiving of maybe they might have to deal with it. But they're, they know that the American public has no more appetite for spending money right now. And so the minute that word got out, they're, oh, no, nope, nope, look over there. 
Not not me. <laughs> exactly. Look, there's something bright and shiny and covered <laughs> in cheese sauce. Maybe we can just get uh, Susie Orman in there with one of those like scary red charts that they always have on CNN. <laughs> just to sort of shriek at them in that school marmish voice and then point to her bronze earrings and then call somebody girlfriend. And then they'll like... And then they'll fix something. Um, uh, real, and I'm sort of under the gun uh, time-wise today because right, I just got right. such a like a late start with everything. But uh, real quickly, is it? I understand now that for once, General Motors is actually not going to be reaching their hand deep into my various financial orifices and taking money. They actually said they don't need two billion from the government this month, which is nice. I guess that passes for good news. Which is nice. I'm not sure that you know that. And the the truth is that's two billion that we were going to borrow. So it's not like hey, we've got an extra. T- oh no, we're just Two billion less in debt than we would have been. <laughs> Excellent. It's all very relative. Yeah, but it is. You're right. It is. It is good. It is good. All right. On that note, are you on tomorrow? I am. I'll be all here. All right. Well, we're going to. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Five to nine a.m. here on the. Uh, the, uh, the Pacific UFO. Time zone. So, hey, look at you with the call letters. All How right. about it? Thank you, Lisa Desjardins. You guys. Right, there you go. Lisa Desjardins from CNN Radio. All right. Hello, Tim Riley. Hello, Sarah Dillon. Hello. Hello. Today. All right. Uh, we've got uh, some calls. We're going to get to around the corner. Uh, more coming up. It is. Good God Almighty! It's eight thirty-one. Imagine that. It's really two thirty-one. I have no. I don't even know anymore. It's like I just. I hope I'm going to be able to nap because I don't think I'm going to be able to function in. Wait a minute. So, so Tim, now what is your what is your? Are you going to do one like two naps? Are you going to do a whole long sleep tonight? Do you have any idea? I have no idea what's going to happen. I just. It's not feasible for me to go to bed at like eight. I just can't do it. No, it just doesn't. And especially, let me just say this. The, the, the suck really begins when summertime hits, and you're having to go to bed at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, and the sun is blazing in your window, and the sound of children playing softball is right outside, and you realize that you are, in fact, the lamest person on earth. That reminds me of when I was little, because my mom used to always make my sister and I go to bed before... 7.30. All, yeah, we would have to be in bed at 7.30. It was still blazing sun outside, and all the kids in the cul-de-sac were still outside playing. My sister and I had to be in bed. I know, I know we got to take a, a break here and whatnot, but, but, but to hear, uh, you know... Uh, just to hear you say that just flashes me back to childhood. It's just one small way that I will – I'll just sort of elaborate on it, and then we'll, uh, and then we'll uh, take a break. And we'll come back on the other side with news from Tim Riley, your phone calls, and more. When, when I was a kid, I say sounding like an old guy, when I was a kid, there used to be this phenomenon that they would take uh, half-an-hour cartoon specials. And they were always like Warner Brothers, uh, Bugs Bunny things. And they would be on in prime time. They'd be on from like 8 to 8.30. And I'm not talking about like – like a great pumpkin Charlie Brown, like sort of a seasonal holiday thing. They would have this sort of deal where they took a bunch of old Bugs Bunny cartoons and they mashed them together with a new opening and a new closing, like some sort of a like some sort of a 24 frames per second greatest hits. And they would put them on in prime time at 8 o'clock, which is a thing they don't do anymore because everything is just so niched now that they've got the Cartoon Network and they've got Adult Swim and they've got you know, Noggin and Boomerang and all that stuff. But they would have these cartoon specials that were on in prime time television and I had to go to bed at 7.30. And so, like, MASH, which was always, and which probably is on everywhere now, like even in 2009 when Perry Mason isn't running, my parents had sent me to bed at 7.30, and then my father, being the bastard that he was, would sit there in the living room watching this Bugs Bunny special that they would put on at 8 o'clock at night, and I'm just sitting there in the bedroom just seething with just the blackest of hates, trying to sleep, which is impossible because it's like 89 degrees in my bedroom and there's sun blaring in the windows. And meanwhile, there's a shot of my family watching cartoons in the living room at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday, and it was like the most surreal, angering thing on earth. So that's the thing kids don't have to deal with now. That is one small indignity that the youth of today have been spared, Sarah. Where did that come from? You know, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's all... I just carry around little vials of hate, and then I open them one at a time like some sort of a black and bitter airwick. Lucky us. Let's take a break, shall we? We'll come back after this. More uh, around the corner. we got Tim Riley with news, your phone calls, and more. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO.
In the news with Tim Riley. Incredible but true, the engagement is off. This is of the teenage daughter of Sarah Palin, the father of her love child. Levi Johnson told the AP that he and Bristol Palin mutually decided, quote, a while ago, unquote. How long was this any while ago? <laughs> Any specificity given to that, Tim? No, it just said a while ago. Did you ever read the uh, Did you ever read the MySpace posting from? I got to keep this straight. Uh, this just a pack of hillbillies, and it's just so difficult to figure out who's related to who. There, Sarah Palin's daughter was dating the guy Levi, whose mom, somebody, I don't know, somebody in the freaking family posted some MySpace thing about how that like he, he wasn't get. I think it was like the, the boyfriend's sister or whatever posted some angry uh, space posting about how she wasn't gonna be able to see the kid when it was born, which I guess is gonna be a non-issue now anyway. But she kept the, the best part is she repeatedly spelled nephew N E F E W. Like it wasn't one time, and it didn't seem like it was net speak. It was just sort of like she's not all that bright. And I think she is, in fact, the daughter of the mom of the guy. I don't even care. She was the, I, she was like arrested for like drug possession and stuff, right? And the there mom. Are two conflicting stories. Yeah. The AP claims that she is quote devastated, but another story says she kicked him to the curb. Oh, that sounds like a spin. I just remember seeing in the lead up. Was it at the convention? God, that seems like so long ago. But it was. What was the thing where what Levi John the impregnator? Where he was sitting in the skybox yeah. next to Bristol Palin, sir. Was that at the convention? That was the, that was one of, at one of the debates. Was it at the debate? Because it was yeah. like the news had come out, and then it was the first time any of us had seen him since, you know... Uh, and they were sitting there clutching hands. And, and he just had that awkward. look on his face like, oh, for the love of God, what did I do? I mean, kids, really, they, that's what they ought to do in school. Instead of, like, having to carry around a sack of flour in a diaper that they're going to... This represents a baby. What they ought to do is they ought to just show you a film of that guy sitting next to Bristol Palin at the convention or the debate or whatever, realizing, I mean, that guy, he's on his knees praying to the deity of his understanding that she, that, that woman did not get into the president because she would have had him taken out back and dealt with like a bag of hammers. I mean, it would have just, it would have been bad because the instant, the instant that you are thrust into the limelight like that, there's a whole bunch of people who know your name and they're there to make sure that you don't do anything to further sully the image. And he would have been dealt with, I think, in the most brutal of fashions. So way to, uh, way to avoid it, uh, sir. Well done. Bristol Palin says uh, her husband, well, former, ne- never husband, actually, her former fiancé sees the baby every day and describes him as a, quote, hands-on dad. I, uh, Before that, it was a hands-on a weird boy. Phrase. You know, if you have a hands-on dad, it's going to lead to some hands-on therapy later on. Just a little FYI. But speaking of which, uh, normally at the beginning of the program, we do this, hey, what did everybody do last night? And we didn't do that this morning uh, because we were desperately trying to figure out if we would be awake enough to do the show. Answer, we were, but we never really got to talk about what everybody did, and I suspect for Tim and I, the answer is the same. We tried to sleep and then didn't. That's the same with me, too. But yours was I preceded. said goodbye to my social life yesterday. Yours, really? Did you, did you pour out a little liquor for your, uh, for your, Seriously, your dead social life? I spent social? last night watching my friend's baby. <laughs> Welcome to the rest of your life. And then, Sarah. I know. I, no, I'm, cra- that's what I'm called Crazy Auntie Sarah. Did you have to do any wiping? No, no. I just, well, who knows? I mean, you know, I, no, babies that, that come child, with the... That child would have had to just live in that diaper. There's no way. <laughs> you have to play through the pain, kid. I'm sorry. No, I, I was with my friend Heather, and we were over at my friend Lisa's house, whose kid it was, and it was How her, old is the baby? Uh, 18 months. Maybe uh-huh. she wore the baby before she dropped him off. Did she do that thing of uh, making sure the baby had made uh, before they before she like left you? Yes, yeah, well, I told her, I mean, I told her point blank. I'm like, I'm not changing anything, wiping anything. That's friendship. Anything. Right I know. I'm, you know what? I'm sorry, I, uh, but... What she didn't it? have to pay me. I didn't. I, we sat there for hours and watched her baby. I was going to say, what, really, what does it say, though? I mean, I'm not trying to impugn your your, your friend's uh, no, maternal instincts, 
But what does it say when you actually just told her point blank, like, look, if the kid uh, poos, I'm not fixing it. And she's like, no problem. Here you go. I'm leaving. No, that's what I was going to say is that my friend Heather was there, too. And Heather's much more um, she's better with children. than She I. has so she, the instinct. So she had already agreed that if the All diaper right. needed a change and she okay. would do it. All right. I no, thought so, it was... No, the, wood, the baby wouldn't it, be left. Sitting in his own sputum uh, for like three days, and Lisa's like, I don't know, I'll be back later. You have a good time. I know, so that's what I did. I watched a small child and then went home and tried to sleep, and I don't think I got any sleep at all. Yeah. It really is. What a, happens with the child? Do you sit there and like stare at it and give no, it something to do? Like that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, you just, stare at it, and occasionally you scream. Too. Yeah, it just kind of ran around, and then, um, like, honestly, Lisa's gone for about 20 minutes, and then she uh It ran out. around? Can you put it on the pillow like a cat and expect it to see <gasps> No, she's one? now a toddler, so she was running around like... Like going through things and you know what it is. This is and then like, she fell asleep and then so basically we only had to watch her for like twenty minutes. This is like that time we couldn't figure out what the womb was. And by when I say we, I mean I'm including Sarah who presumably has one. And then somebody called up and said, "No, it's a uterus." And we didn't really know that was the case. We thought it was just sort of a figurative whatever. It, it's so. Uh, it really is just so terribly us that we. I don't even know how a baby works because you're like it's running around. I'm like that's impossible. But I guess it's eighteen months. Do they walk then? Well, they must. Yeah, she walks. She just started walking like a month ago. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. I'm not. I, this is like the first child I've ever been around. Don't they put their hands in wall outlets? And I was like that just gonna say that. I was gonna say, is it at the? You know, it's like a, it, you must be this high uh, to ride this ride. I Let's was just find gonna, the most dangerous thing I can and put everyone in a panic. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely gonna say, is it at the age where it can jam a fork into an into an electrical outlet? Yep, because that's that is, really the line of demarcation. That is exactly her. At age. what point can the baby consume handfuls of thumbtacks? Because that's the point at which I'm no longer babysitting. By the way, the kid's left to his own devices. You're you're on your own there, friend. Here's Tim Riley. Music news. Smashing Pumpkin singer Billy Corgan spent time yesterday in front of a House Judiciary Committee speaking about artist rights when it comes to airplay and royalties. The vocalist agreed to testify for the Music First Coalition, which is seeking to get artist royalties for airplay. And uh, right now only the writers get it, I guess. Then we, uh, I guess, uh, something else for you kids. PlayStation Portable owners will soon have the opportunity to produce beats like Timbaland. According to ArtsTechnica.com, the hit producer has uh, teamed up with uh, Rochester Games to bring the company's music creation platform, Beaterator, to the PSP. <laughs> Beaterator sounds like some Beaterator. sort of... That sounds like a purity product that involves a spiky ring. The baby's running around the house with a Beaterator catcher. All right. There you go, kids. If you want to be producing beats. Mm-hmm. They sent the late George Harrison whose name is Danny, but spelled weird, tells Billboard.com that he has a college education and he has tried many times in his adult life to become a musician. Well, he didn't want to be at first. Now he does. He's 30 years old. He's uh, now called a Beatles offspring. He has teamed up with uh, Oil Hex to form a band called... Are you just <laughs> speaking nonsense right words? Are you just <laughs> speaking... What are you doing? Is this like I'm William Burroughs' word salad or something? Beater Raider, Oil Hex, Dive, Dive, Gridlock. Sounds like Mad Libs. Seriously. That does it. I give up. All right. By the way, I like how you followed up the Chris Brown story by talking about making beats. Well done. Sometimes they don't know what I'm doing. I should talk At about this greatest point, hits. it's almost time for a nap. Beater Raider. Beater Raider. Are we... T- <laughs> Somebody's gone dangerously wacky. Are we? Uh, are we taking a, yeah, a, 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 a little a break here? Okay, we're back after this. We will. Ah, the Ramones. There's nothing that can't cure, really. Back after this, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. We'll get a, a couple calls and finalize everything on the other side, kids. It is the Rick Emerson Show right here on Rock 101. KUFO, stay right there. When I see the price of you.